lyrics for this, right? Yeah. That's how it is. Just five, just five guys. Hey, look, there's five guys. One of them's the champ. Then there's four more guys. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Never Ever Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially those sitting in the doki section. My name is Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. And Luke, for one more time, let your madness run with mine. It's the beginning of the best of Super Juniors. Thirty. Thirty. Yep, it, it is. Uh, we are going to cover the first three nights of the best of Super Juniors 30. Uh, but before that, and before Andy even says anything... I will just go straight into the intro. So like it. If you want to contact us for some reason, and hopefully you do because we're cool. Well, at least I think we're cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty cool. <laughs> you can do that. We're on the Tweety. Hey, if you still use that, I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drews of the Tweets. And collectively, we are at Never Open Pod. If you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that. Uh, though, just be aware that it is tournament season, and usually we don't do that for tournament season. So just be aware of that. Uh, Ian will still do reviews, but uh, uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com is how you can send those written or voice emails. But yeah, and if you've got a bit extra money and you want to look never as fuck, we've got a Teespring store, so do that. Yeah, please buy our T-shirts. They're pretty cool. If I, I, my my sales pitch was always, if you want to, what was it, annoy strangers and confuse your friends, buy, buy our your friends and family, buy our merch. It will do the, it will do that job very easily. But Luke, before we talk about best of super juniors, I just have to get a reaction from you about something. Like I think it was maybe a week ago we were talking about how the Matt Hardy like you know, ultimate deletion matches, how the ones that happened in TNA, the original few, those still hold up and how fucking ridiculously awesome and weird they are and how funny. And so AEW's like, yeah, man, we got Matt Hardy. We can, we can, you know, hire like a fucking drone and, you know, we got a drone. We can make this shit. And so they uh, tried their hand at the old uh, total elimination deletion AEW match. Luke, what did you think? All right, so they've done something like this on AEW before. They did it with uh, Sammy Guevara, I think. Uh, I don't know if it was all of that faction that Jericho was in at the time or it was just Sammy, but I liked that a lot. That was really fun. Uh, I think because of that, they decided, hey, we can do Stadium Stampede, all this other kind of stuff. I was so, you know, there's a bit of, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this. I said it on the show. I was like, oh, Rampage is usually inconsequential, in but I'm excited. It. I watched it. Okay. But so that's, course, it's, it's like yeah. something that we're and interested watched, in, you know? Exactly. If you watch something that's on AEW, then it must have been like, oh, shit. Andy, you gotta watch this. Watch, right. Watch, right? So. Dude, it was fucking ass boring. Oh, man. This is real bad. We're going to make this, this quick. Bad. And I'm like, you could have given him an extra week or two. You build up to it. No, I just, it felt like the start and the end had all the best bits. And then there was like all the middle part. And I'm just like, hmm. I tell you what, though, I tell you who's the unsung hero of that whole thing. And it made me go from liking him 
to being like, I think I'd love him. And that's uh, Stokely Hathaway. Oh, that guy's tremendous. Luke. Yes. Okay. I've been One enjoying of... him for weeks, but now I'm He's like, great. all yeah. right. You got to watch it. If you've never seen it, there is a, a cinematic match. But I've recommended it to you before. Um, and it's uh, it's him versus Orange Cassidy. And it's just amazing. <laughs> it is, it's on YouTube nice. for free. It's like Beyond Wrestling or some, one of them. One of them Ian promotions that he follows. So uh, anyway, they did a really <laughs> great job with that. But man, I watched this. And one of the fun things about the, you know, total deletion stuff is how like dumb wrestling looks when there's no crowd and you could just hear slapping noises and guys going like, ur, ur, ah, you know, and how stupid it looks in the fucking woods and shit like that. And this like they didn't you, you can get that out of this. But the problem is it just keeps going. It keeps going, it keeps going, and it just buries wrestling. Like the idea is to make it fun for a couple minutes, not to do to just bury wrestling, <laughs> just making it look fucking terrible. But that's kind of what they do with this a little bit. I really did not have a good time with this, except like you said, the ending was awesome. Stokely Hathaway was great, and the well, his whole feud with Maxwell kind of got a little little silly. Uh, you know, and I know it's supposed to be, but like there was there was like a lot of shit that we didn't get. We didn't get like the random old gimmicks coming back, you know, and stuff like that. There was like a million things and maybe they're saving that for later. But good Lord, this is way too long. Like they could have just cut yeah. out like 10, 10 minutes of it. And it would have been like, OK, that was a lot of fun, you know, and maybe you want some more. Right. But after 20 minutes of that or however long it was, I was like, I'm glad this is over and I don't want to watch this anymore fuck you AEW. so here's what you do mr guy if they ever have another one of those matches uh i'll let you know <laughs> yeah you you watch it i'm done every time i give them a chance i'm just like nah no no thanks but uh but you know what what uh company i love giving chances to they don't even need a chance because they prove themselves every time it's new japan pro wrestling what this podcast is motherfucking about damn straight so before we get to the meat and potatoes of the uh, best of the Super Juniors, I will very quickly mention that there was a press conference. I know we've been in, delved into previous pref, press conferences with more detail, but uh, I'm not doing that anymore because, look, here's their promos. I'm winning. No, I'm winning. Sometimes it'll be I'm winning, but also fuck that guy. And then the other guy will be like, I'm going to beat him, but also I'm going to win and fuck him too. So that, that's yeah. pretty much the whole thing. But there's little little things that I, I wrote, uh, like Hiromu has his new book. Uh, we've got, like, Taguchi promising not to use his ass or show his small testes. Uh, I'm glad he added the last part. I don't mind the bum stuff. It's fine. I just don't need to see balls. It's fine. And even if I do, I don't care. Whatever. I've watched Spartacus. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's like that <laughs> man. Never mind. I won't. I won't go into that. But yeah, that's so no. fucking rules. But oh, dude, so good. I love it. All right. Uh, my, like, all right. So this is going to change for me by night two. But from the press conference and night one of the best of Super Juniors, the impression that Mike Bailey gives to me is Bo Dallas. Not in a bad way. I like that gimmick. We've spoken about it before. So he's smart. He's like front on for A Block. So while everyone's doing their little I'm going to win speech, he's smiling in the background looking like a Bond supervillain thinking like, oh, he just needs a fucking white fluffy cat and he's good to go. 
And then the first night happens, and I'm like, all right, is this guy still – is he Bo Dallas? Because you're trying to say, like, no, white meat baby face. This is him. I'm And, like, I'm not sure if you're having me on. Are you serious? It wasn't until, like, that House of Torture match I was like, oh, no, Andy's not having me on. This is – like, he's legit super face. And I'm like, all right, cool. But I love that you think that there you thought there was like a secret to him. You know, it's kind of like yeah. you were looking at him and you're like, well, this just looks like some dude that lives down the street that loves skateboarding or something. <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, you're like, I don't know. Is this really the guy they're talking about? And so your brain was like, well, maybe there's something hiding here. But what was yeah. hiding was like just tremendous wrestling skill and fucking un, you know, charisma that you didn't know he had. You know, plus I, I I would also like to say, like Luke, what would you do if you were you had been tapped to be in the best of super juniors, one of the only gaijins, you know, that are new to the company in the tournament, and there you are, sat behind show as he's promising not to cheat. <laughs> I mean, you would be grinning. You're, you're gonna be grinning and laughing, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know about yeah. that Luke, that new wrestler, Luke. He looks like he's a secret heel. <laughs> That's right. But just remember, everyone, uh, in case you're all more uh, well-versed into Mike Bailey than I am, uh, which you probably are, uh, I'm a noob. So this is my – I saw a preview of him a little bit at that American show, and boom, here we go. But uh, there's also some other little tidbits, like Leo Rush talks smack about Doki, so I'm like, fuck you, Leo Rush. Yeah. Uh, Yo looks like a total bum. Uh, Akira, Akira, oh man, I'm going off on him today, I promise. (laughs) What? You? Yeah, so adjust your volumes accordingly, everybody. (laughs) Volume Uh, warning, we need like like an Ian reading. Attention, the next segment will need a volume warning. (laughs) Great, we'll have to to work on that. Luke is about to lose his shit again over you. (laughs) Akira eats something and it's cream all over his face, which makes me laugh. And uh, and the only little beef that uh, altercation on the whole thing was Kevin Knight and Clark Connors. And Clark co- co- uh, cocks him? No, he clocks him. Sorry. <clears throat> so, yeah. Cock, clocks it with his cock. You know. That's it. He's clubbing people with it. It's 100 proof, bitch. That's uh, right. <laughs> no chance. He's added something strange to his costume. And that his excuse me, his gear, his ring gear, excuse me. And it's like the necklace. He used to have the rhino necklace. But if you watch the video, he put out this video out. Right? He burns the rhino necklace. He burns the, the red trunks, which is just hilarious. And then he, you know, he has this new necklace and it appears to be drug paraphernalia. So just throw that out there. That's right. Those evil Bullet Club gaijins are doing the drugs. <laughs> I don't know how I know that either, that it's possibly. Oh, no. So I mean, don't like, ask. we've only done 20 episodes of this, at least 20. I mean, I know there was that Super Juniors episode where I was drunk as a skunk. But... Oh, that was great. Was that last year of the finals? Last Man, year's been you... it. Yeah, if yeah. you guys have never listened to that. Go back and listen to our Best of Super Juniors 29 final show. It is amazing. Luca's just drunk off his ass, and we are having a blast. It's so fun. There's there's a there's a moment in the podcast where everyone goes silent, and then I, I kind of realize that everyone realizes that I'm fucking drunk, and then another <laughs> two seconds for me to realize that 
I don't think they care. No, and that's one of our best it, episodes. So I, I yeah. love that episode. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> that's a good one to go back to. Anytime you have it in a bad mood, just listen to that and you'll you'll cheer up real quick. But uh, yeah. but anyway, yes, Luke. What else? Anything else from the press conference? Not really. I just like to like watch. Oh yeah, there is. Sorry, <laughs> President Doki was in attendance. I know. Looking <laughs> all kinds of badass. So, but, um, and Leo Rush was like, whatever, Dookie, Dowkie, Dookie, whatever. And I'm like, how dare you get his name wrong? Fuck you. Yeah. People that do that are fucking pricks. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. And, uh, you know, I, I also, I, I don't think I mentioned this before, but uh, recently I woke up to a DMCA claim on pictures of Doki on my Twitter account. <laughs> So I had to delete a wow. bunch of pictures of Doki because fucking New Japan or or whatever Bushi Road fucking did DMC claim on my Twitter account. So I did go back and delete a bunch of stuff off the never open Twitter account because it matters. So just I'm, I'm glad they don't listen to the podcast. Then they're talking about <laughs> wrestling for how long? They talked about our product for how long? Get them out of here. They're like, oh, they what? told them, man. They told everybody the results. What? <laughs> oh man, we pay for that. It's fine. We're loud, but uh, but yes, that. Uh, <laughs> and everyone listening definitely paid for it too. <laughs> well, they might not have paid for night one because night one was free. It was, it was free. Gratis. Yeah, gratis Fucking. free. So yes, um, that's right. Luke, this is at Kurgan Hall. We are the oh, phantoms, yeah. of course, and this place is motherfucking packed. There's only one thing that's not like quite right, and that is they still won't allow fans to hang the banners on the fucking walls. And I don't get it, man. How are they gonna catch an illness from hanging a banner? What does that matter? Why can't you do the banners? It made it so cool. I love that. Maybe you know whoever owns Kurgan Hall, fuck off. Maybe I don't know. I mean, you. What would, I want to know. But like, what's the problem? What I want to know is when uh, the fans can hand towels in to get their towels swiped with, like, wrestler sweat again so they <laughs> could clone that? their own wrestlers at home. <laughs> Ta-da! Here's my towel. Thanks, man. Oh, towel, man. towel, wonder, towels himself. Hand back. I'm I wonder, like, uh, what? That might be part of the plot of My Dad's a Heel Wrestler starring Tanahashi because his DNA is everywhere. Like, because he gave all the sweat. You know, on all the towels and probably who knows what else, you know. It's not really Tanahashi. It's an evil clone. Oh, my God. That's genius. <laughs> yes. <All> right, Kurokin. <laughs> that's pretty great. Well, uh, we have Chris and Kevin here on the call. And, Luke, this is the Best of Super Juniors 30. It's the 30th year of Best of Super Juniors. Cause, so they're going to do something a little different. Can you explain it? Because I'm not quite sure what is different about this year than years all prior. Right. All right. So – Andy and I, we don't break this down into bracketology. We don't talk much about the scores. Like sometimes I'll forget to like the end of the episode before I even go, oh, yeah, they're scoring in this. Like uh, here's the scores, like, right? You do that? No. Yeah, yeah. So you don't even write the, the scores down. You know, you give even, even less of a fuck. I, I just do that much. So I honestly don't even – it's like usually a surprise when they announce yeah. the score. 
for me. And, so. and we don't look at the cards of the of these tournaments too far ahead. So, like, I know what's on tonight and maybe the next night, but I, I'm not going to go too much further than that. I want to know what to look forward to maybe in the next show, but that's about it. So what they're doing, though, differently, and we didn't talk about this on any previous episode, so we'll do it now because we're professionals, is they're doing semifinals. So you've got two blocks... A block and B block, there's going to be a semi-final and then a final, which I'm not quite sure how that's going to work in my brain, but they reckon that it could be two B block guys in the finals or two A block guys in the finals. And I'll be like, man, imagine being doing all that hard work in one of the blocks and no one in your block even makes it to the finals. That'd be a little kind of shit, but... Okay, so I, I've, I've thought about this, and yeah. I think this does it does a couple things for you, okay? One... The, here's how, like, the only way, I guess, this has got to be the way it is, is that it's it's points totals. That's how you get to the finals or, or to the semifinals. So basically, mm-hmm. it, you know, whoever the, like, four top points totals, those are going to be your, your guys that are in the semifinals. And then they'll, you know, beat each other you know, for the finals and to decide, or fight each other to decide who's in the finals. But, like, so that does a couple things for you. It allows that, like, really awesome like elimination match to happen way earlier in the tournament right and also it allows that like that week right before the semifinals or that that show right before the semifinals to be uh, sorry it's nba it's nba season right now nba right. playoff season I'm in, I'm in like series and weeks and shit but anyway uh it allows that to like you know basically be another elimination you can have a bunch of those elimination matches or matches where guys tie each other you know this is where your count outs come in and you're really really close uh you know matches that almost go to the time limit draw and stuff like that i don't know it could be really fun we could have some time limit draws and some stuff that would kind of prevent a guy from coming out uh you know from actually winning the tournament it's fun to me when the wrestlers can use the psychology of the numbers in their like actual, you know, uh, ring style. So for example, they know if they win by count out, uh, you know, or what, what's the deal where you only get one point. I, you draw. only get one point. Yeah. If it's a draw. Right. So you're going to like actually just kill the clock as much as you can. Right. And that's always the big thing in the G one as well. So it's a lot of fun. We'll see. I could see some potential drama though, from this. Not only that, I guess like you can even say, added little awesome stats for the wrestlers for the next year. Like for the next year, you could be like, oh, it's I'm pulling out of my hat. I hope he's in the finals, but oh, it's Robbie Eagles. He made it to the semifinals of the best of super juniors right. this year. Right? right. You can yes. say little things like that and little things like that help put wrestlers over. Definitely. Oh, he made it to this fight on this tournament. Oh, he must be oh. pretty good then. Right. You know, so he, he, he beat so-and-so to make it to the finals and not only did he do that, but he kept so-and-so out of the finals. So they got beef now. You know, I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of story. And that's that's New Japan in a nutshell is that they they use – everything's in the ring, you know? And, and this is – that's great. I love it. So, Hell yeah. Anyway. So now right, we've Luke. got uh, the new rules out of the way. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about wrestling finally. And here we go. To open up Best of Super Juniors 30, we have 100 proof Clark Connors versus Kevin Knight. And the crowd oh, loves nice. Kevin Knight, right? And so Gato, very important that he's out with Clark uh, Connors. And that is interesting. Luke, your thoughts? Dude, I like it. 
it's it's like all right we got the giant killer with or the heavy killer with uh david finley so of course he's like well we need killers in the junior division well ishimori's a killer when uh, we he's already got like kenta he's a bit of a killer we need another junior killer up in up in here and uh, i think it's kind of nice to have gato actually out with a junior too yeah and it also immediately puts eyes on clark connors oh why is gato coming out for him so immediately it puts some extra eyes on on mr clark connors as well that might not have been on him because oh gato's with him now he's got a bit yeah. of that extra extra push now you know you, you feel like there's something a bit more behind him now I guess when the booker comes out with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like when fucking Bobby Heenan walks out with you and you're yeah. debuting, right? Well, you're part of the Heenan family. You matter. And th- and that's one thing about New Japan that they, they do managers right. Bless his job. But anyway, <clears throat> so here we have this match. And it's, uh, it's you know, Gato out with uh, Clark Connors. And Kevin Knight's like, fuck this shit. I'm not waiting. So he attacks before the bell. And that's revenge for where he was attacked at the press conference, Luke, that you told us about a few minutes ago. And Connors retaliates. And they brawl on the outside. Clark Connors, he keeps rolling uh, Kevin in and out of the ring and throwing him into the ring post. And this is a great point. Um what okay so luke why are the ring posts going to see so much action in the in these matches all right be prepared for lots of ring post tossing why because there's no railing and what is something that's done in almost every new japan show at least five times (laughs) someone's getting thrown into railing it just it just happens it's part of the deal so you know it's really great that you make that point because yes the ring posts you know, the apron, maybe even the announcer tables. We'll see, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, play a big role in these matches because there's no guardrails. That's awesome. So we get a huge drop kick from Kevin Knight and he starts a big oh comeback. Um, it's awesome. And uh, there's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that says. So we'll just go on to the next thing. So Stinger Splash, there's a Rana and a standing splash for two from Kevin Knight. And we get huge Kevin Knight chance, you know, Kevin, Kevin, or maybe they're saying Naito, Naito, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Naito. <laughs> yeah, but they, they mean Kevin Naito. I know. Naito, not Naito. But uh, there's a pop up sit out spine buster. So, okay, Kevin Knight hits his pop up sit out spine buster, but everybody who wrestles him knows that, like, he's going to go up huge for my moves. So I better do the same. And Clark Connors can jump. So they go up huge for every everything that goes in the air is just like it's got an extra three feet on it. You know, <laughs> it's just it's insane. At least that's the way it looks like. So it's amazing. Huge crowd reaction. And Clark Connors, he catches uh, Kevin uh, Knight, not Kevin Kelly, in a power bomb. And Gato calls for the no chaser. He says, show me the no chaser like that. So so not only is Gato, you know, ringside to kind of you know be there to give this guy the rub but he's also going to guide him right so he says give, show me the no chaser which is this like reverse sl- side slam thingy i guess it's is it the thrill of hunt is it the uh trophy kill you know, trophy kill yeah it's it's that but it's now called no chaser because he is liquor guy and cocaine guy and uh gato slides in a chair and connor's it's kevin chair kevin um knight with a chair a million times and the crowd boos him a bunch, and Kushida doesn't even come out to help. No, he doesn't. But uh, I guess we're setting up the fact it's Kevin Knight. He might not be getting a lot of points. Oh, shit, we just put a title on him. 
Clark, just chair him the fuck up at the end of this match, and Kevin Knight can sell his shoulder for the rest of the tournament. But that I works that great works. for both guys, right? Yeah, it makes Clark Connors look like the killer that it, that they're trying to portray him as. And now we it puts you kind of behind Kevin Knight now because you know he's got a handicap with this injury going forward. So you just uh, and dude, these guys are pretty good now. Just wait a few years; they're going to be even better. And uh, I, I can't wait. And I'm glad. I'm gl- uh, it, it's a really good opener. It's it's really cool that that power bomb. By the way, Clark just fucking splats. <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking awesome. Uh, it's a really fun, nice little opening match for the whole tournament. I thought it was great. And uh, uh, two Gaijins doing it too, so it, it pretty cool there. It's uh, Clark on two there and Kevin Knight, sadly, on Big Fat Zero, but that's okay. Next. Oh, my God. I love this match, and it's it's short, but there's a, it makes sense why it's short. It, it just it tickles me big time. We've got Ryusuke, Ryusuke Taguchi. Versus Taiji Ishimori. Dude, this match is fun, fast, short, and just a really great time. Taguchi hits like multiple drop kicks and a plancha, so like straight away. Taguchi hits like a knee smash on the floor. Now, there's two wrestlers at least in this whole tournament doing knee smashes, and that's uh, Taguchi and Yoshinobu Katamaru. That used to be a move that I first saw. It is the move I first saw on a make a wrestle on video games in the, like on the 64, you know, revenge or, you know, the good ones. And I rarely used to see wrestlers do it. So now to see wrestlers kind of doing it again, I'm like, Oh wow. I like that move. Why don't people do it? Oh, cause it's a knee smash to something and they might hurt their knees, but yeah, it's nice to see the knee smash. I like it. So with those knee smashes, it is official. Takuchi is the first man to be like legs. Fuck him. So, uh, <laughs> There'll be a lot of that in this tournament. It is the best of Super Juniors. <laughs> Tremendous. I love There's, it. Uh, rolling pins by both men into an ankle lock. There's a yes lock, and that's like Ishimori's first offense the whole time, and then rolls back, like turns back into an ankle lock. Taguchi like dominates until Ishimori is manages to pull out a boner lock, and Taguchi taps. It's a short, snappy match. It's really well wrestled. It's showing what uh, Taguchi wants to do this tournament, which I'm kind of okay with, but I'm, I'm fussy. When he shows the ass too much, I miss big match. When he does the big match too much, I miss the ass. I'm complex like that. But uh, this was a really fucking great short match, and it makes sense for it, why it's so short and all that. I loved it. Yeah, I really like this a lot. And I it's important because it's a storytelling match for Taguchi. He's the master of the dropkick again, just like old times. And so he's not using the hip attack. And he lost to the boner lock, which is fucking shocking and upset. But uh, I really like this match a lot. So that was really cool. Next, Luke, we have the debut of Mr. Dan Maloney from the United Empire versus one of the, like, Guys, that is always an unsung hero, a best of the super juniors, and that is Bushi from Los Governables. And uh, at the beginning of this match, okay, so let's describe Dan Maloney. He looks like a guy. I yep. think that's one. That's one of the problems, right? Is that he looks like some guy. You know, he looks like a guy you got that wrestles at, at your wrestling promotion. And I think that's part of the problem that I have with him 
is that he he doesn't stand out as like a visual yet. And I'm I'm you know we're gonna talk about how that might happen in the future here very soon. So you know we're not giving up on this guy or anything like that. But this opening match is not. I I, I have a feeling he has some regrets about how this went. But anyway. We get a little bit of shine from Bushi, you know, at the beginning, but Dan Maloney chops the shit out of him. And we get to, you know, learn real quick. This guy likes to chop people and it hurts them. So Bushi comes back with stiff drop kick, uh, a stiff drop kick and uh, the Bushi Rooney, you know, how he does. And I think he kind of like kicked Dan Maloney's face off right there a little bit. So I don't know. This match was uh, interesting. So, Maloney, he takes back over after some awkward in the rope stuff where they can't quite figure out what they're trying to do. And it's just like, ah, I'm not sure what's happening here. We get a, a half Canadian drop kick, only one leg, um, through the ropes, by the way. And so that's a half Canadian. And um, we get a lung blow. <laughs> that's from uh, Bushi, by the way. So lung blower is countered into a side slam of sorts. And then we learn that Dan Maloney has been bequeathed the gore by uh, Rhino, you know, noted uh, Detroit, Michigan um, wrestler. Uh, Rhino has bequeathed gore to some dude from, okay. But uh, he has that now and he hits that and he hits this fucking finish, which is called the Drillakilla. And you're gonna be able to enlighten me on what the hell that's about. But this is a fucking awesome move, all right? As much as I was not impressed by him, this fucking finish is ridiculous because Bushi is tiny. This looks like amazing. So what it is is that he he kind of gets a guy up on his shoulders, but not like the um, what would you call that? The like uh, fireman's carry. He's got him on one shoulder facing upwards. The person's facing upwards, like a high angle Canadian backbreaker like setup. But instead of doing that, he does a pile driver out of that, and it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> so at that point. I was like, okay, I kind of get this guy. He chops people and he does that crazy finish. So that's kind of what he does. He must be good in the ring though, because he's in United Empire. Luke? See, that's the thing. Like every wrestler so far that's in the United Empire, except maybe Gideon, but that's fine, is like awesome in the ring. That's fantastic, right? So the the uh the notion here is like, oh, it's Dan Maloney. He's in the Empire. This guy's going to be absolutely incredible yeah he's a he's a dude in fact uh, like oh the gore is handed to him by rhino and i'm like well at the end of these three days i see better spears done by clark connors and show so uh also it's weird sometimes when in wrestling who your hand moves off to remember who uh, rick flair handed off the figure four to oh my god and that motherfucker still can't do a figure four Maybe it was a rib. <laughs> Looking at you, Miz. He, I don't. I don't dislike his wrestling, but man, he can't do a figure four. It's it's, it's awful. It's worse than uh, Tamatonga doing the, uh, the Scorpion Deathlock or this. <laughs> it's it's worse oh. than uh, Shingo doing uh, Kawada kicks. You know. <laughs> man, Luke's out, Luke's out here burying everybody today. I love it. Everybody getting buried. But <clears throat> I want to like Dan Maloney. I I ended up finishing this match going. Man, Bushi's awesome. And, yeah, <laughs> I already knew that. I wanted to know if Dan Maloney was awesome. And I guess we'll find out as we go along. Uh, the Driller Killer. So he comes out to this rap music. And I look at him. He looks like a big, muscly kind of white dude. And I'm just like, eh, maybe something a bit more 
I don't know, rifle metal. Yeah, I'm, it would be would suit him more. But it's the Driller Killer, and his music is a rap song. It's probably drill rap from the UK, which is a, a type of rap that they have over there. You're racist, by the way. Just yeah. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'd hope not. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. But uh, it, but so his music kind of makes sense in that respect. So yeah, he he's in he's into that drill stuff. So that's fine. And it's not bad. I've listened to some of it. I don't get a well, lot of you it. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that like that drill rap is maybe that kind of stuff that the guys in that Guy Ritchie movie, the gentlemen who wear those really cool plaid tracksuits, like those dudes. I think they listen to drill rap. And I'm making this big connection in my life that it turns out that drill rap may have inspired me to do my whole like tracksuit gimmick thing. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, genre of rap Andy's never heard of until this podcast. Uh, and Dan Maloney. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dan. We love you now, man. You're over with us. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So that means uh, Dan's on two and Bushi is on zero. So the, uh, yeah. I would have swapped that around maybe, but you can't have Dan Maloney make lose on his debut match, can you? It'd be a bit shit. So anyway, next we've got Kashida versus Dorky. <gasps> yeah. I love this match. Uh, Kashida, what's he going to do? He's going to try for that match stuff, but Doki's trying to avoid it, but not for long, though. Kashida, I guess uh, he's decided to treat uh, Doki like Okada treats Kiyomiya or something, because he's got a look about him as if to say, like, Doki, you ain't shit. So Kishida just keeps fucking him up. There's a figure four arm lock? Uh, okay. Looked awesome. Don't see many of those, and if anyone can pull that off, it's goddamn Kishida. Kishida just, like, hits an armbar and keeps the hold on like an arsehole, too. So Doki Chan start up, and I'm like, oh, I love you, Corrigan. He gets yes. booed, too. Kushida gets in Kurgan Hall. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, you and I, uh, as we're watching this match, we're both like, fuck Kushida for this one match only. Yeah, I like <laughs> Kushida, but not today. Not today, hell no. Uh, in fact, like, in order to stop this onslaught by Kushida, Doki has to rake the eyes just to get the fuck away from me for a minute. And the crowd's into that, too. It's like, yeah, leave him alone. And Kushida just fucks Doki up, and the crowd's booing him and goes nuts for Doki. I love that. And he doesn't even do that many moves. It's not about that. It's about this, like, junior veteran who's back in New Japan and sees this guy, Doki, and he's just like, fucking Doki. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> and Doki's thing. just showing what one of his special skills is, and that's taking punishment and bumping like a madman which he does. He reverses a hoverboard lock into this uh, rolling pin thing, and he just wins by the skin of his teeth. I loved it. It's a very dokey win. Uh, It's a big deal. I know we make fun that uh, Kushida's in this gigantic doghouse at the moment, but Doki beating Kushida in any kind of era or reason is a big deal for me. I'm going to take the win. I loved it. What do you think? Luke? Not only did Doki beat Kushida, but he beat Kushida in his first singles match since he's been back in Japan. He's been back for a year or something like that, but he hasn't had a singles match. He was supposed to face Ishimori. It never happened right. because of hand, foot, mouth, and, you know, and, and cyst disease or whatever happened to him. And then, you know, 
he gets he gets beat this first match. <laughs> he did. Eagles match. He is getting buried or we're in for something else. We'll see what happens. But uh, Luke, another important thing about this match that you did not mention, we did hear at the top of the show. And that is the debut of Chris Charlton's lyrics for the Just Five Guys theme, which I found very amusing. One of them's the champ. And the others are just four guys. Dude. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I probably fucked that up, but I liked uh, like Chris on the commentary. He's, he's remember I remember us being a little bit more down on him, and I guess as time has gone on, he's been he's gotten a bit more comfortable, or we've just gotten more used to him, or both. But yeah, he's pretty good to, uh, on, on two of these three nights because he's not on night two. And uh, you know, I never really have to say how Kevin Kelly did on commentary because like. Well, it's Kevin we're gonna Kelly. Talk, we're going to talk about some Kevin Kelly commentary later on, but uh, oh, there's a song about it. You like to hear it? Here it goes. The next match was uh, Akira versus Master oh, yeah. Watto. And uh, Akira is talking all kinds of shit. He's like bippity boppity boo and all that stuff. And it's great. And the juniors do the juniors running the rope sequence to start. And it's really great. And this goes for quite a bit. And I'm pretty happy. I'm like, fuck yeah. Is Akira going to be able to, like, you know, bring Watto up to his level? We'll see what happens with Master Watto. But uh, after a few attempts, Akira gets the first dive of the match, right? And now Akira twists Watto up in all kinds of wacky holds. <laughs> it's just great. And there's all kinds of, like, heat on Watto because Akira's the heel here, even though the crowd's like, they remember. You know, that's, it's great. That's right. I love that. When a guy debuts. He's got a certain gimmick, and a lot of times it doesn't last. Like, for example, Akira would bring out this this lighter, and he would light the lighter and be like, I'm a fireball. And, like, the first time it didn't light, they were like, nah, no more. <laughs> Let's fucking get rid of that thing. It was like his necklace or something. Anyway, and, and but he did do that clap when he first showed up, and people still remember that quite a bit, and I really enjoy that. But um, So Master Huato, he gets a drop kick. And uh, and then he hits the Luffy Slugger for two, right? There's a struggling, <laughs> maybe like something went wrong with this uh, wheelbarrow uh, power bomb attempt. And this turns into all kinds of cool offense from Akira, like a blind lariat. And um, I don't know what happens here, but they do some crazy power moves. There's a nasty looking knees and running drop kick for a close near fall for Akira. Uh, there's running knees, but Watto counters it for the with the, like these like rolling pins and stuff. And then out of nowhere, half and half setup, really cool. Watto hits the Recita Mente and wins. Now listen, I I want Watto to win matches like this, but I don't know, man. This felt unearned. It was kind of like you guys ass kicked the whole match, and then boom, he hits Recita Mente out of nowhere. The like setup move to his finish or whatever that move is. I wish. Watto's moveset was more defined. It's like he has moves that don't work, and he has other moves that only work sometimes. So let's let's get this guy some moves moves that work. I don't know. Agreed. Also, dude, we just did this fucking match. Better. I like Akira. I love Akira, and I want to like Watto. But we just did this fucking match. Like Kushida and Doki just did this. It, it like it, they Watto and Akira do it in a different way. It's more, it's definitely more high flying with a lot more power moves and things like that. But this is Akira just 
just crushing Wato at every turn. And then Wato just, oh, Rosita Mende win. Oh, my God, I just saw that. With, with Do- Dude, what the? What are you? Like, Wato, you should have seen what they did in the previous match and been like, maybe we should change it. No, nah, Wato's just like, nah. No, nah, this is what we plan. We're doing this. Oh, maybe Watto is just going against all the booking into whatever he wants. That would be so funny if he's just going into business for himself, because we're going to talk about some booking for him later that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and and I'm just finding that that's the case with him. His, like, in-match booking, meaning how he wins and loses, doesn't make any sense. No. Also, I, I will say... I like Kevin Kennelly on commentary. I like Chris Charlton on commentary. Not sure I'd like them on commentary during Wato matches. Yeah. We, and I, I have to I have to imagine that the Japanese commentary might be saying a lot of the same talking points in regards to this too. So like I don't know. I don't I don't fully understand Japanese, but I have to imagine they they're doing similar things, right? So this is a story they want to go with with Wato, except it makes Wato look like a dumb dumb idiot. Who sucks, and that's the opposite of what you want to do. It's, yeah, so Wato's on two, which he shouldn't be, and Akira's on a zero, and he shouldn't be. So yeah, yeah. Mm. I wonder Show. if uh, yes. it's like New New Japan, they they just they get the feedback that like Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton mostly probably get positive feedback because most for the most part they're great, and they're just like yeah that's cool. I wonder if they give him any notes, because I kind of get the feeling they don't. No, I don't think they do either. But uh, here we go. Oh, dude, I know who's producing the commentary on, on the English side. Kevin Kelly's, like, man in the whole thing. Like, that's, that's it's him. It's true. It has yeah, he's to be. Doing, he's doing – but, like, who's telling them, you know, hey, I'm trying to get this move over? Like, is it just the wrestlers probably? Because the wrestlers book the matches in the ring, right? <laughs> so kayfabe dictates they're also telling their own stories off of the you know away from new japan i i just feel like that new japan a lot of times they you know there's pluses and minuses to the like hands-off approach to to uh managing talent and what they do you know what i mean because they kind of it seems like they have these detailed storylines that they want to get over but at the same time i feel like a lot of that happens organically because the wrestlers are awesome so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting subject to discuss. Oh, we'll definitely have. There's definitely more to discuss about the whole Wato thing. Uh, I think night three will give us like the most meat <laughs> that we'll have. Can't wait. But Can't wait. but let's let's get to it. We've got show versus a Leo Rush. Oh, we've got our first Katamaru Gambit. Yeah. What is the first? What is the Katamaru Gambit? Everyone, in case you don't know, I will explain it. Either the last best of Super Juniors or the one before, Katamaru beat everybody up on everyone's entrances. In fact, all the wrestlers in his block, actually, I think it was just one block, all the wrestlers looked dumb, especially by the end of the tournament, because Katamaru was still jumping them in the entrance way. <laughs> so I named it. it. Yeah, and they all fell for it. So I named it the Katamaru Gambit for life. So when I say that, listeners, that's that's what I'm talking about. And, and the so. reason it's Gambit is because you like chess yeah. which i which i win chess matches by using vibrating anal beads yep it's the vibrating anal bead gambit <laughs> that's right 
You'll have to deep dive into our previous episodes to know what they're talking about. But uh, yeah. there is a Katamari Gambit, but it's not done by show. It's done by Easy! What? Oh, yeah. So Evil attacks Leo Rush. There's a massive lariat by show and a power breaker already. And there's that pile driver that looks like the shock arrow, but isn't because he didn't do the full arm tuck. That's for two. Uh, Leo fights off the shock arrow and uh, Evil distracts with a chair. Wrench, no. Uh, then uh, Leo sends uh, show into Evil and connects with a chair. And then he hits a tope onto both of them. Both uh, the fans are going nuts for Leo, which is good because that's what New Japan wants. We want people to cheer this guy. What do we do? Oh, put him up against House of Torture. No problem. Why? Yeah. Because those two are going to be such that House of Torture being such douchebags that you want to boo them. I boo them, and I like them. You know, so <laughs> like I'm into it. It's something a little different. It puts a, a face shine on Leo Rush, which is definitely needed after smack talk and dokey like that. Son of a bitch. How dare you? So uh, <clears throat> there's a moment in this match where uh, Kenta Sato and Leo Rush looks like they headbutt each other by accident and it looked ouchy. Poor Kenta Sato. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to get a bit, a few ouchies in, in these three nights. But, uh, <laughs> but he gets a good haircut. Yeah, he does. So. He does get a good haircut. Leo overcomes all the cheating and looks like a mega face doing it, which is exactly what is supposed to have happened. Rush on two points. I think he went to the final hour. Rush on two, show on zero. I liked it. Hey, they didn't copy the previous two matches, did they? You know, it's not a copy oh, of anything man. else. Something different. They did their own match. It, it was great. Yeah, way different. I love this match. This is a blast. Yeah, it's great. And it, it's great to see Shokin has come up and, at the beginning of the tournament. <laughs> Yeah. He loses right away. And the crowd's like, fuck you. And here's the deal with House of Torture. So everybody hates him and they boo him. And I love the Twitter. Oh, show, he sucks at the wrestling now because he does the House of Tortures. You know, it's my favorite. Um, but <laughs> definitely I doesn't suck, that, man. I think so, I think this side of yeah. wrestling tickles show. Yeah, he's having fun, man. He's taking less bumps. <laughs> What are you worried yep. about? So, yeah. you know, it's like one of those things, though, where if you lose the House of Torture, that gets heat on you. If you beat House of Torture, that puts you over. What's the problem? <laughs> I don't get it. What is the issue? <laughs> so House of Torture rules. Everybody is an idiot. And, you know, just to <laughs> punctuate the fact that that's true, Marty Asami appears to rep the next match, which is, yo, your favorite wrestler versus your <laughs> other favorite wrestler and personal hey. best friend, Robbie Eagles. So, listen, I'm not a yo fan. I don't really like him that much. I find him to be boring like you. His bizarre behavior does not get over with me. And uh, here we are, though. Robbie Eagles, in his, like, press conference, was like, yeah, I come up here and I say I'm going to win every, week, every year, and it just doesn't happen. But this year I'm not fucking around. And, man, he was not kidding because he is tremendous in every match that we watch him in in these three nights. It's it's like, I don't know. He's he's on another level. It's awesome. Don't, he's three completely different stories in every match. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's <sighs> pretty complicated and awesome. So this match starts with Yo trying to roll up during the uh, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie thing. So Robbie's trying to get the crowd going. 
And uh, Yo's like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to be the heel. He he goes and tries to roll him up. And Yo gets booed for this, which is awesome. Fuck you, Yo. They were pretty into him before this. He's also wearing all denim. And he looks like an asshole. So, uh, Luke, would you like to elaborate? He looks like he's wearing a denim hoodie slash poncho. And he's got a face I just want to punch. <laughs> punch and him in the face. Punch him in the face. I'm going to say it here on the show. For posterity, uh, anyone who decides to take that stupid denim hoodie poncho and choke yo with it, I will buy your T-shirt. It might take a while if a lot of wrestlers do it because, like, I'm not made of money or anything. But, uh, hey, Dan Maloney, you want to get over with me? Are they in the same block? (laughs) I think they are. There you go. Choke him out. Hey, is Bushi in the same block? I think he is. Uh, is. Choke him with that. Bushi, come on, man. Come on, Come on, man. He's got this. So he'll do the Bushy Rooney right on top of him. So also, I can't dude, wait for that. But dude, little <laughs> denim arm tassels. Yeah, what's happening? He had, he had extra denim. It was like, what do I do with this? So that's someone else's gimmick. His name is Bruce Gray. And he wrestles in my area. So fuck you. Anyway, there's a tremendous fast junior stuff. It's really good. Both guys seem to be trying some fuck your arm, which is confusing to me. And Robbie yeah. uses his, his chant to torture Yo's legs. And I like it. So he's like, got <laughs> Yo, he's like, fuck this arm bullshit. I'm trying to hit one of my favorite moves. The, the Carl Urban special, Keith Urban special, whichever one's That's Australian. Right. So him, and, uh, and so he's torturing Yo's uh, legs, and I like it. And what he does, he starts hitting this, you know, Robbie, 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 oi, 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 while he's got him in the hold. It's fucking awesome. He gets a little cocky, though. And uh, we get a quick comeback from Yo, where he fakes Robbie out with a high kick and goes low instead, right? So basically, we get this, like, whole deal where, like, you know, Yo's trying to go for his super kick that sets up his whole finish and all that. But no... He goes low instead. That's important for later. And they settle into the main event style juniors rhythm where it's, you know, it's big moves leading to big. This is something I'm going to say many times during this tournament, but big moves leading to big near falls, you know, and you're going to see that. So it's great. Robbie, he has a slight edge on Yo here. And Robbie tries different ways to get to the Keith Urban special or Carl Urban special, whichever one is the Australian singer. And Yo keeps (laughs) It's Keith, and he, that's what I have written down here. Okay, so I don't know why you were confused that other time we talked about this. But uh, Yo, he keeps getting out of the uh, Keith Urban special. So we get a Bouillet spot. It's great. Robbie, uh, and then it, like the Bouillet spot is all slapped. And they're just Noah style, just slapping the shit out of each other. And guess what, Luke? It's never a spot. Yeah. So it's Yo. Awesome. He hits a cool counter and makes that, like, the bandana come flying off, and I fucking marked out for that. That was awesome. So, kicks and the 450 for uh, Robbie, and he does all kinds of near falls and counters with Yo. It's great. Robbie, then here's the deal. So, from the beginning, we had this whole thing where Yo's going high, but no, he's going to go low. So, here comes Yo. He's actually going for the super kick that he was going for recently, and listen. I can't express how cool this moment is in this match because they build up to it. You've slightly forgotten about it. It's like that table they left outside the ring. It's Chekhov's table. You know, it's Chekhov's low high thing, right? So here comes Yo. He's going for his big comeback. The crowd's behind him at this point. 
And what does Robbie do? He goes right into his moveset, which includes that low drop kick right to the, you know, knee. Boom, hits that. It's fucking awesome. Makes me so happy. And then, you know, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that also because it's like, instead of trying to block the kick, he's going for his planning leg, which is really smart too. I love that. You know, while he's like extending the other leg for the super kick, but uh, then he hits the Keith Urban special and Robbie just fucking wins and he beats Yo. The finish was awesome. Awesome. The match was very, very good. But that finish, my God. Yeah, the match is amazing. But what makes it even more memorable is just that really awesome finish. And just in case I haven't said it in a while, let me say it here. Yo's wrestling is not a problem at all. He's fucking awesome. It's just like the whole vibe and personality thing that is just boring as fuck. So, yeah, this match is awesome. It's Robbie Eagles versus Yo. Of course, it's going to be a great time. Raw. It was. Yeah, I loved it. Raw. <clears throat> it's not a he does a splash near the end but he wins with something called a trigger so it's a pin finish rather than a submission finish for robbie thank you thank you but that's okay uh i loved it uh it was like another match this night where the finish just made me go yeah that was fucking awesome like we had it with the doki match and then a completely different awesome finish with robbie versus joe loved it absolutely loved it and yeah, this is like the commentary team had mentioned that this is the third time out of all the best of Super Juniors both men have been in, the third time they've been in the same block, and this is the first time Robbie's ever beaten Yo at the best of the Super Juniors. And nice. I'm like, really? 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 Uh, so Robbie corrects that uh, by uh, beating Yo this time. So yay. Fuck you. That match had such great psychology. <clears throat> It was like, Definitely. I don't know, and it, it kind of sets a little, like, you know, cars a little path for someone to go on. So, uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, same here. Uh, next match is a, another match I enjoy. Maybe not as much as the previous one, but I do like it. It is Titan versus TJP. I want to lose, Luke. Yeah, I know you do. This has got your high fly and even Stevens thing at the start, you know, with a drop kick in the air and they're coming at each other, sweep the leg, move, all that kind of stuff. I really like that. T Tan manages to reverse things and he hits a tope. And uh, TJP mounts a comeback and he does like this Pentagon Junior style arm breaker onto uh, T Tan and he, he tries to unmask him like a douchebag. Crowd starts booing. Then. Uh, is like the boot washes by TJP, and then he does the one with that extra stank when he uh, runs to the corner, and then boom, face wash, and he just face washes T10 right out of the fucking ring. And then, <laughs> and then the match gets like really hard to write notes on because it's lucha madness with both men trying to one up the other one, and it is fucking incredible. Just watch these two just fly around and hit moves on each other. It's insane. I I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, then TJP's just like, all right, we're not getting anywhere with these uh, high-flying fucking moves. I'm going to start taking him down to the mat and start doing submissions on him. And then near the end, T-Tan's like, nah, I'm going to go for the Moodle Lock. Fuck you, bitch. And he wins. <laughs> what? So, 
So you got, uh, oh, by pre- previous match, Robbie's on two, yo on zero. And by the end of this match, T Tan has defeated TJP. So T Tan on two, TJP on zero. Oh, Man, fast paced, high flying. And then TJP's just like, man, I've got to go to the mat game. And t like, nah, man, I've got this shit covered too. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and uh, TJP has to tap. I really like this match. It's great stuff. He has to tap to his own move. The T-Ton <laughs> is putting on him. T-Ton. I mean, come on. That's frustrating. But, man, this match fucking rules. I loved it. This is yeah. – uh, we'll talk about it a few times, maybe once or twice more. Uh, this is a quintessential – best of super juniors match doesn't necessarily feel super japanese but it definitely you know has that lucha influence and and is very japanese in some ways but um i enjoyed it for a couple reasons one that fucking chumpy has a big problem for some reason with the boot scrapes he's not cool with that and that's like relax dude relax i don't know why chumpy's getting all fired up about it but it maybe happy whenever he gets fired up also, when Teton does one of his crazy dives, he just absolutely blasts Bolton Oleg in the head, which will be important coming up later when he also gets <laughs> blasted in the head by somebody else. And there is nothing funnier than a fucking like security type dude getting hit in the face by a dive and then having it happen again later. The role <laughs> of guardrail that ever. takes the most abuse. The role yeah. of guardrail that will take the most abuse will be played it's by Bolton Oleg. <laughs> It's tremendous. I really enjoy this match, and TJP had to tap his own moves, so that made me really happy. But uh, <laughs> next, Luke, we have an all-time great oh my God. best of Super Juniors matchup. It's Kanemaru versus Desperado. Normally, they like to do headlocks on each other and see like how headlocky they can headlock before the other doesn't headlock as much as they're headlocking. You know, that's kind of the gimmick. And so here we go. Kanemaru Gambit, though, right at the start, Luke. He's playing chess, and they brawl on the outside oh, yeah. after, after the initial, like, kind of, you know, brawling and stuff. We get headlocks. And Luke, they do more headlocks. After that, Kanemaru headlocks he, ca- he keeps catching Desperado in this, like, leg breaker or the knee smash, as you called it, right, into the mat. And the crowd fucking loves it for some reason. <laughs> They're like, yes, fuck his leg up. And then, because they know this is the best of Super Juniors. That's what you do. So it's a figure four on Desperado for a rope break. Knee breakers on the outside, or knee smashers, excuse me, on the outside. And, like, that's that's getting big reactions, man. There's a backdrop suplex. Finally cuts off Kanemaru. Uh, and and they roll around. And Desperado does a laying down version of the numero dos, which is kind of weird. But uh, then regular numero dos. And he tries the extra stank, Luke. But Kanemaru gets the rope break after an exciting struggle. That was really good. Kanemaru back to the leg. And he gets the figure four right in the middle of the ring. And you're like, well, Desperado's fucked, but it's a loose hold. Desperado gets to the ropes. Thank goodness. So Kanemaru, what am I talking about? I'm just five guys guy. So Kanemaru, yeah, he sends Desperado into the ring post. What? On the outside for a count out spot. And Desperado counters the figure four over and over. And then Kanemaru does some, (laughs) he does uh, something versus the numero dos. We get a big guitar death from uh, Desperado, but they both struggle for leg control. So it's like when, you know, you're watching Okada main event and they're like, oh, they're struggling for wrist control. 
you know, late in the match, but no, it's leg control. Here it is. And uh, <laughs> PJ Loco, but no, figure four, Desperado is fucked and must tap out. Just five guys. They rule. And I, I think that we forgot to mention, did we talk about the Just Five Guys uh, theme song? I guess we did, right? Well, yeah, you did. You mentioned it with Doki and it's playing at the start of the show. So, yes, yes, okay. you did definitely yeah. mention that. And I do like that both men come out to their normal music, but at the start of the music, it's like, so what? <laughs> you already die. We have like, changed everything. Hell yeah. Aim high. Change New Japan. Did you know this is this big news, Luke? You don't know this. This is breaking news. Happened earlier today, sometime. And that is the Just Tap Out. Excuse me. Just Tap Out is changing their name to JTO. Oh. <laughs> that's real, by the way. They're changing okay. their name to Just JTO. So it's no longer Just Tap Out. And, you know, I, of course, tweet the most hilarious tweet ever. And that is that Zack Sabre Jr. finally won his injunction and not one person noticed it. Oh, I didn't notice it either. Damn. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Speaking of something that's pretty good. Actually, I'm underselling this. Pretty speaking, good. Speaking of something that's absolutely mind-blowing. By the way, I have to imagine this is I'm about to talk about Hiromi Takahashi versus uh, Mike Speedball Mike Bailey everyone, but uh, I have to imagine that unlike Dan Maloney, maybe Mike Bailey's got that extra bit of confidence coming into New Japan because like by this stage he's already had matches against like some of New Japan's top guys. He recently wrestled Tanahashi on an Impact pay per view. Uh, and and a few other things. So maybe he's got a little bit of that confidence. Like, hey, I know I know I can pull out a a fantastic match with the New Japan top guy. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe he's just I don't know. But I'm already over. <laughs> he's like already over when he's coming out. So you know, dude. I mean, my my notes are, are shit for this match mostly because like I I start typing notes and then I just stop because. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What is this guy doing? And what is Hiromi doing back? Because, you know, Hiromi's crazy. He's got to make everyone else just as crazy. But uh, if, if you and if you're willing to take some of uh, <laughs> Hiromi's gnarly looking fucking moves, then you're damn right. You know, if if, if you're going to if you're going to take Hiromi's moves, he's definitely going to take yours. That's that's how it works with Hiromi, right? If you, you want to hit your shit on him, you're going to have to take some of his shit. It, it, that's how it goes. And I just... All right, so I've seen the, the, the little teaser from the... I see the little teaser, right, from the American show, and it gives me this fleeting glimpse of Speedball Mike Bailey and Leo Rush, and or, or immediately I was just like, I want this. How can I have this? Give me. Well, I'm going to have it times fucking however many matches Mike Bailey has in the tournament because Jesus <laughs> freaking Christ. Like, a wrestler without shoes on is one of my little pet peeves. By the end of these three nights, I'm just like, nah, it makes sense with this guy. It works perfectly. I don't care. Like, that's off the – I'm not going to start complaining about that, especially when the more Healy wrestlers are going to take advantage of it, you know, the stomp the foot and stuff like that and other matches. But this, this match I see – Shit, that just makes me go, I, I don't think I've seen that before. That's a simple move. Why isn't a lot of more wrestlers doing that? Like, these really cool machine gun kicks are on the outside. Hiromi's got his kind of arms up. And then, boom, 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 boom. By Mike Bailey. I'm just like, fucking hell. 
these kicks are nuts. He's got this one kick that's just like this. He does like a triple spin and then boom. Yeah, like fucking. Then he's got this other move where motherfucker is just like laying down and it's like a like a standing moonsault or something. But he just comes down on their chest on their knees and he can hit it from the guy's feet and then land on their chest. He can hit it from the side. He can hit it from the head. He can hit it from the ropes. I'm just like, what is that? You're going to kill people with that move in a good way. I loved it. So, like, this guy's pulling out all sorts of cool offense that I'm just like, I don't see this a lot. And it's blowing my mind. Hiromu's selling it. Like, it, it's nuts. Every time Hiromu's starting to mount a comeback and do his shit, Mike Bailey's bumping like a maniac and machine. He's got to overcome it. It's like the crowd's just like, mm, let's just cheer for both of them because this is amazing, which is what they do. And then Mike Bailey pulls out this fucking finishing move, and I'm just like, what the fuck? It looked like you just – it looked like it, – it was like it was like the first time you read Nightfall, that Batman story where Bane just breaks Batman's back, and you're just like, whoa! Because it, it's not quite that move where he bends him right over his knee like a backbreaker, but it, it, it looked as devastating. He gets on the middle rope or the top rope or something, flips off that, lands on Romeo's back with his knees – just like, what the fuck? He's dead. Oh, that's his finisher. Holy shit. One, two, three. Mike Bailey does something that no one's been able to do for most of this year, and that's pin Hiromu, except for Sonata, of course. And <laughs> and maybe Kanemaru that one time in the tag match. But And uh, I was just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, apparently the move's called the Ultima Weapon, so uh, him and Hanari are going to have some fucking words <laughs> he makes and the rules that's right hanari makes the rules he'll learn mike bailey will learn that uh but dude i watched this match it's my first like real time big time full mike bailey match I, I finished it and i'm like this guy doesn't wrestle like he just turned up this guy wrestled like he's been here for years he's watched the product he knows what he's doing he's happy not just happy to be there he's he's like this is my moment i'm gonna crush this and he does. Holy shit. Yeah, and Hiromu was happy to participate, right? So Yeah. That you, you, makes you, you, you meet Hiromu at his level, and Hiromu's going to go, all right, cool. This match is yeah. going to be amazing. We're both going to look like a billion dollars at the end of it. Yeah, I absolutely love this match. And Mike's on Hiromu's, two at zero. His whole thing in his strategy guide said that, like, uh, for Speedball Mike Bailey, it said, long time no see, because they've wrestled once in DDT. And it's interesting because, like, I think Mike Bailey's a very DDT-type wrestler, right? You know, maybe even a Noah-type wrestler where he's, like, one of these guys that's just kind of like, man, your moves look like they hurt really bad. <laughs> and I can't really figure out in my mind how they don't. So, respect. You know, I, I really like that. But, like, here's the thing. So, Mike Bailey has, like, all these cool moves, right? Lots of them. There's tons of them. Probably more than we know, right? He has tons of cool moves, but that's not all he has. He also has the ability to sell, and that's kind of the most important thing. And whether that's Absolutely. selling, ow, my foot hurts, I can't believe you stomped on it, or that's selling, wow, I can't believe I'm wrestling Hiromu, like he fucking does it. So you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. He's doing what speed by make, Speedball Mike Bailey would do in every situation and that's the key to being a good performer as a wrestler so i don't know man i i can't really 
you know, I could go through moves and tell you what I thought about them and stuff like that. They all looked awesome. There's a weird Spanish fly thing where they look like they both hit a move on each other. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck was that? So there's a lot of what the fuck was that in this match. I thought was awesome. Great way to start uh, Best of Super Juniors because they always start big with the main event on the first night. And then obviously, Luke, they're going to follow up with one of the biggest shows of all time because this one was free. So if somebody signed up today, you want like, <laughs> that next show to be like the big one, you know, the, the one that like really keeps that, that, uh, you know, that subscription, right? Oh, dude, that's yeah. But, uh, we'll definitely get to that. Are you ready for the best of super juniors night too? All right. We've had the free show. Did you like the free show? Yes, I did. Here's my money. I'm going to subscribe to new Japan. Cool. Here's night two of the best of the Super Juniors at the Nagano Perfectible Budokan. But not the Budokan that everyone likes. It's this Budokan. It's a room made of wood. And it looks fucking cool, right? It looks awesome. But there's nobody there, Luke. What happened? I can tell you what happened. Yo versus Wato main event. But, uh... <laughs> Why? Is that the main event? I mean, Yo is very popular, but like, man, Watto, come on, man. What are we doing here? We're giving him his main event early, I guess, so we can get on everybody else. Gotta get a fucking Doki main event at, the, at some point, I, I swear to God, yeah. because like, if he can't get a main event against Romu, who can he get a main event against? Ishimori, maybe? Can you imagine if there's like some people that have already looked at the schedule? The Chris Sampsons of the world, and they know. They already know Doki, the answer. Doki faces Ishimori in the life last week or something, last show. I don't know. Yeah, so someone someone knows that and is just like, don't you guys look this up? And I've said, like, no, no, we don't. No. Shut up. No. <laughs> shut up. All of you, shut up. If I look at the last night, I can, I can kind of figure out, like, who's going to end up with high points and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So, uh, all right. Do you want to say anything about the Nagano Perfecto Budokan? Budokan well, it's a Jr.? room made of wood, if as, a, as I said, and there's a bunch of empty seats because Wado's in the main event. Also, I was so hyper-focused on wrestling this night but that I noticed that, like, Oscar Lube has a haircut. And so that's a little character development for him because you can't, as a young lion, be like, you can't suck and have your own haircut. You have to, yeah. like, be progressing before you get your own haircut. And he has his own haircut. But also... I notice other people have haircuts on the side too. So. Man, do they all go to the fucking same barber on the same day or something? Or I'm just going pretty on sure there? him and all of the refs went and got haircuts mm. together. So. Marty Sami's like, I'll drive. Uh, I don't know why he sounds <laughs> like, like that, but. Uh... Yeah, he more sounds like this. I'll drive, motherfucker. That's what he sounds like That's to right. me in my mind. So. Anyway, yeah. so there's the, there are matches here, and the first one is TJP versus Kushida. Kushida coming off a loss to Doki. Wow, he took Doki lightly. That was a big mistake. Will he take TJP lightly? I don't know. Hey, Luke, how do you feel about mat wrestling? Do you like it? Yes. <laughs> well, guess what? You're getting a shit ton of it in this match, all kinds of it. And these two guys are fucking masters of mat wrestling of all types and ways and things that I don't even know about. It's incredible. So they're just rolling around doing all that shit. It's great. They continue this quite a bit, but there's a odd, like running the ropes, like kind of thing later 
and then they start doing strikes, and it's pretty good too. Then it's pin attempts. So basically, here's what they're doing. They're like they got all this like grappling stuff going on, and then they're kind of mixing these other elements into it. So first it's it's you know kind of different holes. Then they're running the ropes. Then they're doing match you know different strikes, and then it's pin attempts. And it's really neat, man. The beginning of this match is really cool. So I really enjoyed this. So there's a springboard nothing off the second rope, and Kushida tries to catch Mr. TJP in an arm breaker, but he doesn't get it. And that transitions into a hold by TJP and they go back and forth like that quite a bit until TJP rolls up Kushida for the win. I have to say, I called this uh, result. We were talking about mm-hmm. how catch two, two is going to get the rematch. This is the way it's going to happen. What if Akira will be Kevin Knight? Oh wait, did you do that already? I can't remember, but a fan has these like really cool clear plastic sites for TJP and you know he's all happy he got the win Luke Kushida lost what happened so they're either doing this story with him that they do with a wrestler or two in all these main tournaments lose a whole bunch of their opening matches and then just smash it for the next portion of the tournament or Kushida's still in that gigantic fucking doghouse <laughs> and like, because they gave they gave a story reason why, like, Kevin Knight might be getting smashed every night, right? Yeah, I haven't done that sure. with Kushida. <laughs> He's just losing. <laughs> I thought this was Matt. This match was awesome. It's kind of, it's rough in, like, this really good way with the, the technical mat wrestling and stuff. Both men jock, jockeying for position, things like that. Like, either trying to escape or put another submission on. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Uh, Kushida even, like... He, he must have seen the previous night because he's like, monster face wash. I'm getting out of that. Fuck that. So, yeah, I thought this was a great stuff. Great opening match. <clears throat> I will say that by the end of this night, it feels like a night of the tournament that should be somewhere in the middle of the tournament rather than the second night. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's you the venue as right well. after and... the free show? Right yeah. The free show when everyone subscribed and they were, like, so fired up about – you know, best super juniors is gonna be the best thing ever. And then they watch this and they're like, Wah. Third night should have been like the second night, maybe. So uh yeah, yeah. There, there there is a bit of that. But uh having said that, I don't dislike this night of wrestling. It's just that nights one and three are fucking awesome in comparison. So there wrong. is that. So next we have Yoshinobu Katamaru versus Dan Maloney. And, oh, look, Dan wants to swig with whiskey. It's whiskey. It's empire whiskey. I'm like, I don't think they make that, but. Okay. Imperialist colonizer. Whiskey. Buy it. But uh, this match is short and brutal, and I'm still not 100% sure if I've seen a pretty good showcase of everything Dan Maloney can do. Or maybe I have. I hope not. I'm not I don't mean to shit on him, because, but what, what this match is, is Katamaru's realized that all of Dan Maloney's offense, that's on the that's the upper body stuff. Like that's that's chops, sure. you know, suplexes, things like that. Oh, oh, what about your leg defenses and all that kind of stuff? Oh, you don't have any? Welcome to the juniors, bitch. That's what this match was. Because Kanemaru is just like, welcome to New Japan's junior division. I'm going to welcome you by uh, fucking your legs up the whole time. In fact, uh, Kanemaru realizes Early on, oh, shit, if I try to stand up and fight this guy, I'm going to lose. So I'm just going to attack his legs every single opportunity I get and just mess his ass up. 
which is what he does. In fact, uh, Katamara even catches him right in the middle of the ring with the figure four, and then Malini taps out really quick. Maybe that's a good idea because there's a lot of tournament left to go, but it felt like, I don't know, should you have tried to reach for the ropes and fail first? No, tap straight away. Mind you, Katamaru had brutalized his leg, and he's probably not used to that over in the, in the Rev Pros, but uh, it was fine. There's like a pattern here, though, where the second match is a quick match. So, yeah. Because the first night it was three minutes. This one was probably three, five minutes, you know. It, I mean, maybe it was a little longer. But Fine, anyway, yeah. you know, uh, I just thought it was absolutely absurd that uh, Dan Maloney grabbed the Suntory, which is a Japanese whiskey, and he, he says it's English. And that is imperialist no, colonizer no. bullshit. You can fuck off with that. But Luke, you know what's not? Imperialist colonizer bullshit is the next match, which is Leo Rush versus Ryusuke Taguchi. And we get a big shine for Taguchi right off the bat. He's doing drop kicks and shit. He hits a fucking plancha. He's fired up. But then Leo uses his speed to take over. There's lots of dives from him. And Leo tries (laughs) the man of the hour. It's the hour. It's rush hour. It's I can't. Keep, the final hour. Yeah, I don't know, man. Having the hour in every single one of your moves names makes it hard to call them on a podcast. So anyway, yeah. Taguchi, he gets that move, but Taguchi gets his knees up. And then there's a huge lariat uh, from Taguchi. He's doing like kind of like somewhat heavyweight shit in some of these matches, and I really like it. He gets the dote on, but it's just for two. What? That's upsetting. So he tries his own rush hour, but misses. And there's a spinning kind of like driver thing, like Michinoku type driver from uh, Leo Rush. That's really cool. Like airplane spin. I really like that. Then we get big big moves back and forth. And uh, Leo, he uses the funky weapon himself. You son of a bitch. Listen, (laughs) Gucci has, has sworn it off. And here you are waving it in front of him. That's disgusting. So I was upset about that. But there's a really, really bad rush hour from Leo Rush, which is the one where he bounces off the bottom rope. I know that one. And then final hour of the rush, and Leo wins. And that lariat from Taguchi right in the middle of the match is fucking amazing. But uh, the match overall, eh. Doesn't help that his name's Leo Rush. There's three rush hour movies. He's, he's doing the final hour. You got to mix all that stuff up. I like. It's fine. It's, it's I like I like this match, but a part of me is feeling like, all right, Taguchi, here's what you need to do. Big match stuff, big match stuff, big match stuff, and then catch him by surprise with some ass at the end. Lull him with that, lull him with that ass. Why do you want the ass so much? I don't know, man. Like, I, you, love the, you love it. I love it, but I'm not getting it is, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a That's a fair assessment of the situation. Yes. Oh, by the way, uh, Kushida TJP, uh, Kushida zero still, TJP on two, Katamaru's on four, Damoni on two, Taguchi on zero, Leo Rush on four. But yeah, oh, Taguchi, really? Leo Rush was fine. Points are uh, so important to us. Oh, this, this so important. Everybody know. We care a lot about uh, the points. <laughs> so I love this match. It's another fucking awesome Robbie Eagles match, and he's versus another awesome opponent in Clark Connors. In fact, uh, Robbie learns from last night. In fact, uh, he's up there. 
match is about to start and he's looking at the crowd and it's like, all right, motherfuckers, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Then he turns around and just jumps Clark Connor straight away, puts the freaking, I don't know, what are we doing? Aussie names, the Crocodile Dundee special on him. Oh, wow. That's racist. Why? I'm allowed to say it's that. I'm Australian. Nationalist. Um, how about Natalie Imbruglier? Uh, how about Paul Hogan, then, if I can't say uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee? I just want to let everybody know that that, like, third Crocodile Dundee movie, where it's, like, him and a kid, is, no, it's fucking hilarious. I loved it. I love anything that guy does. I saw Almost an Angel. Oh, my God. Wow. In the theater. Who knew that I was talking to a secret Paul Hogan fan? (laughs) Anyway. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, Clark almost taps out early to that move that I uh, that Robbie does. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Clark fucks Robbie. <laughs> that was tremendous. Clark fucks Robbie up on the outside, and he targets uh, Robbie's taped up shoulder, which is what you do. Hey. Eagles is taped up already. It's the second night. He's taped up the first night too. So, uh, yeah, attack it. Snap suplex to the floor as well. Yes. This is really cool. Nice, awesome match. Like Clark takes over and he hits like two nasty looking spears. I love it. In fact, I love the finish here because the first night, and we've seen this a bit when he tries to hit his, not the trophy kill, sorry, uh, the no chaser. He can't just do the move. He has to go. first and uh he manages to get it in the first night tonight though Robbie Eagles just feigns like he's dead like two spears you're picking him up ah oh, I'm just gonna play like I'm dead weight and Clark Connors is just like oh this guy's this guy's done time for the chaser nope it's a total ruse and Robbie rolls him up for a pin just like totally using his age and experience like, he pretty much did the Tanahashi on Clark Connors. Like, that's kind of what that's it was. True. That's true. And in a good way. Like, it was – like, he didn't just hit a roll-up out of nowhere on one. He did something extra first. Like, we've seen that a couple times in this tournament. For good or bad, it's fine. I don't mind roll-ups. There's a little few too many, but it's fine. But rather than just do that, he's just like, you know what? Right before I do that, I'm just going to play dead first to make you feel like you can take a long drag on your smoke. And then hit me with the move, and then boom, roller. Loved it. Really cool match. Really cool finish. Short match at five minutes as well, but everyone kind of really? gets the shit and look great. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's Six minutes. shocking. I didn't know yeah. that it was that short. It, it felt longer like a, in a good way. Yeah. A lot happens, you know, in that match. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I don't really feel qualified to dissect parts of this match. There's parts of it that are so good that it's like, well, I know. That is good wrestling. <laughs> I'm sure what to say about that. Other than that, you know, it's like, that's like some fucking shit. I can't quite understand. And uh, man, I love it. So uh, Robbie Eagles has come to play. I'll say that a bunch of times or variations of that. He is the price to pay on fire. He's saying words that rhyme with pay um, that I can't think of like day. How about some, Hey, you may, um, but <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so I really enjoyed this match quite a bit. I think that, like I said, I, I don't know, man. I'm going to have a lot of great things to say about Robbie Eagles going through this tournament, I have a feeling, because he is not <laughs> fucking around. And, like, there's stuff going on in this match, like, psychology-wise, that's, like, so complicated that I can't even write it down. What do you want from me? We're just podcasters over here. We can't. Yeah. How are we supposed to handle matches like this and other stuff that he ends up doing during this tournament, Luke? What are we supposed Robbie? to do? Robbie, mate. Mate. <laughs> Robbie, can you dumb it down for us dummies, please? <laughs> please. I do want to mention, too, that after the match, because we still want to make sure that Connors is a fucking badass, he got rolled up. He's not out. So he chases Robbie to the back, right? Yeah. So that's good. You know, it's it's not, I mean, all, everything makes sense, you know. The new killer version of Clark Connors was killing Robbie Eagles. So Robbie Eagles yeah. had to play dead to pull out the victory and it doesn't take anything away from this killer character that Clark Connors has. It's fucking awesome. It's either this night or the next night where they mentioned that, hey, uh, Robbie's just not just uh, an awesome wrestler. He also, when he's not wrestling, he's teaching. And I feel like not only is he a teacher, he's also a student of the game. He's looking to incorporate more psychology, incorporate another cool finish. He's, he's looking to... Do this. Oh, what's your character? Here's how we can, 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 can do this. Like, ah. Oh. Listen, and it's not just because he's your close personal friend. He's also <laughs> a very good wrestler. And I have to respect the, like, fold ha- fold dude in half, like, roll-up that he did. I love that. It comes back later. We'll talk about it again. But uh, anyway, Luke, we have to move on. The next match is Show oh the Hated Man versus Speedball McBailey in this fucking match. Rules. So, Rules. I love this. So, show he almost kills the cameraman and uses Kenamar Gambit during uh, Bailey's entrance. So, Bailey's like trying to come in and show's like, I'm going to attack this guy. And the camera guy's like, But I'm standing here. Okay, I'll get out of the way. And then Luke gets really <laughs> happy. He's fired up. He's tweeting and stuff because uh, show goes for Bailey's feet. Tell me about it, Luke. Yes, as, as I mentioned, I. Uh... I think feet are fucking gross. I'm like the anti-Tarantino here. I like some of his movies, though. I don't like the bare feets. Uh, and I don't I don't know why I don't like it in the wrestlings either. Put some fucking shoes on, because, like, the last couple wrestlers I saw go to bare feet had foot, foot injuries and stuff like that. So I'm just like, I'm not sure this is a good idea. I feel like Speedball Mike Bailey is, like, the only wrestler I've ever seen with bare feet. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to give this a pass. But... You gotta take you, you if you're gonna do that, look, you're gonna have to wrestle heels like show who are gonna do something my something that I fully approve of. Stomp the feet. Stomp <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the bell finally rings as we get all kinds of heat on Bailey, right? And Speedball comes back with his fast kicks on the outside, and he kinda like it's great because show is like trying to run away from him, but he's still facing forward and, and Mike Bailey's like going across you know, right in front of Milano, by the way, and just, like, fucking kicking the shit out of him with those, like, super kicks, you know, they're not super kicks, they're just super, and they're kicks. The machine guns. Right, there you go, machine gun kicks, we'll call them that, but uh, that was really great. I wish we could get over the gun allegories, but, you know, I'm American, so, and I'm the wrong kind of American, I guess, but this shit looks amazing. So then we get evil interference. He appears, of course, and I'm happy to see him. Personally, and show 
gets back uh he gets back on top here but we get more evil interference and the crowd starts to boom a little bit but they're real bad at it they just go boom somebody teaches these guys that it's no you gotta keep going you gotta like you gotta do one of these like deep guttural boos that like you cannot hear you can't unhear it's like if you were behind three walls you're gonna hear this that's what you gotta do right is this usually a NOAA venue and the fans are just like, eh, we want a NOAA show, but I guess we'll go to New Japan. <laughs> they didn't is that like what this is? Very much. They're, they're bad at being wrestling fans. But anyway, yeah. um, I live in Ohio. What am I talking about? Like, I went to a wrestling show last weekend, last week, and like Nate Webb came out, and Nate Webb has this like great entrance with the Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. And no one knew what the fuck it was. And they're all just like, yeah, okay. This is guy's like a cook at a restaurant or something. <laughs> It's so funny. So, oh my God. I also saw Joey Janela just be like, I don't care about what this is. <laughs> just wrestle a match like that. So, anyway, uh, where were we at? So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Show versus a Mike yeah, Bailey. So, we get interference right from, from Evil, right? So, Bailey, he uses, like, he's got the one like foot that's hurt, right? So, he uses non hurt foot to uh, do kicks and set up shit in the ropes. It's great, but we get more inter- evil interference and a big drop kick, come back, and he kicks evil for good measure. It's great. We get a moonsault to the outside uh, on show, and this is the uh, isosceles triangle moonsault. So it's like, it's crazy because he jumps on the like middle rope on the inside of the ring and does a moonsault to the outside. How? So that's a thing that happened. And um Yeah, I, I really it should be that. impossible. <laughs> well, but but there's no follow-up to it, Luke, because of the hurt foot, right? That's so right. he gets a shooting star press for two. See, he does the psychology, and there's a German suplex from show, it's great, and a big Larry for two. It looks amazing. There's a pile driver, he does a cross-arm pile driver for two. Uh there's a comeback from uh Mike Bailey and flippy double knees from Bailey. And Luke's at home going, okay, okay. So <laughs> here's some funny ref bump shenanigans. And show gets a spanner, a.k.a. wrench. It blasts Bailey and is fucking a foot. And then yes! he it. And he's like, I'm going to wrench your toes. And he wrenches his toes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That <laughs> ah, made me laugh. So there's a surprise roll up. But Evil pulls the ref. Boo. And there's a beat down that commences. Uh, there's a, but you know, Bailey has the, the karate kick crane kick in his moveset. So he uses that on show and it works. What an idiot. And the spanner gets thrown away, right? So big baby face spot for Bailey where he kicks both House of Torture members and gets the finish for the win. Why do wrestlers have to be a table though when they take his mate, his like finisher? I don't know. I'm kind of scared of this. So I've seen someone have their arm broken taking this move like a move where they're making a table I mean they're on all fours and uh why can't they just be flat seems like- i love that table style that's right man sorry but table I, style. I see it because i felt like like he almost like oh i thought he broke Hiromu's back and i'm like i don't need another Hiromu title reign ending in, in an injury please that's how badass that move looked uh, I love this match because, like, if I was sold on Mike Bailey the previous night, I'm double sold tonight on even like on every aspect of Mike Bailey. 
because there was an aspect of him I still wasn't sure about, because at the end of the Hiromi match, I'm going to shake your hand, and I'm smiling, and I'm just like, is that some Bo Dallas jank right there? Like, what's he doing? I'm like, <laughs> I'm into it if that's what he's doing, or am I wrong? And, of course, I, I'm a stupid dumb idiot who's absolutely wrong. What did I need in order for that to just all come together for me? I needed to see Mike Bailey wrestle House of Torture, guys. Yeah. Sometimes just that kind of easy storytelling just really helps. Ketasato's obviously taking another bump. He's trying to take the, the chump crown from fucking Chumpy. It's never going to happen, man. He's, he's our favorite for life. Sorry, Ketasato. Maybe, maybe number two, maybe. But also, Evil's got to be loving this. He's getting paid for this tour, and he doesn't even have to do the, the fucking tag matches. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's even cooler that it's evil helping than it is, well, Dick Togo and Yujiro, because you expect it to be them, and it's not, it's not that big a deal, but you expect it to be them. The fact that it's evil, it's even kind of cooler. I like that. Uh, and I don't know. Show, I'm loving him. He even... He even takes the Karate Kid kick like a champ. Yeah. Does the wrench spot in a creative way. He's got, oh, you got no shoes on. I got this thing. I'm going to fuck your toes up with it. Oh. <laughs> it's it's like one of those spots that looks dumb, but I love it at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm on the, I'm on the speedball train. I have to hold on, though, because it's pretty damn fast. But yeah, yeah, just uh, if we're if we're saying that, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if we're saying that uh, Robbie Eagles is showing up every night, Mike Bailey is just like, oh, uh, this is my first best of the Super Juniors, uh, my first tour in Japan. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking smash this. Oh my god. I mean, he belongs. He belongs. <laughs> He's always belonged. You know, there's yeah. guys that always belong, and when they show up, you know it. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's good to see. Absolutely. And the next match we have is Kevin Knight versus Francesco Akira. We didn't mention this on the first night, but I love that for the first match of the best of the Super Juniors, Kevin Knight's got his title up upside down. Second night, he has it up the right way around, and Kevin's just like, oh, maybe the first night I thought he was trying to do something a little cool with it or something, but I'm like, don't. Never mind. Just forget that. Move Meaning on. Kevin Kelly talking about <laughs> Kevin Knight, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Akira goes on the attack. He's going for uh, – he goes for the shoulder, of course. Though the funny thing is TJP's on commentary. He's pretty decent on commentary tonight. Yeah. And he's saying stuff like, oh, Akira, what are you doing, man? You should be going for the legs. Of course he'd say that. He's a junior. Oh, uh, but it's a good idea that he's going for the injured shoulder. I'm like, yeah. Like, isn't it easier? The shoulder's already injured. Like, the legs are fine. Hey, it took him a second to figure out commentary. But then he, yeah. he got pretty good, you know? Yeah. So. I feel like that was his only little stumble and the rest. He had really good insights, and he was interesting on the commentary. Nice little backstories without revealing too much about people, which is another thing I really like. And all oh, that kind you of stuff. mean he was fucking in character? Yes. Yeah. Like Lance Archer? Or who pretty much just tells anecdotes like, and stuff about hanging out with the yeah. boys. Like, and I'm just like, dude, they're <laughs> no. not in your faction. We shouldn't be hearing this stuff. Like, get out of here. I don't want to know this. 
I it's like, like when that. I see Robbie Eagles at the end of uh, of Tamashi after he's had his match with Shingo. Man, how do you feel? And, and it is, I don't know how he's feeling, but he's like, oh, I feel like shit, man. And <laughs> good. Oh, that's what I want him to say to me. I don't want he's him to say. Selling, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Well, it's funny when we, you know, we made fun of Hanare for like kind of like how he was not so good on commentary, but he was being guarded because he didn't want to bury himself like some people have done. <laughs> Yes, he didn't bury himself. That's that's for sure. No. Like, uh, and... <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> there is there's solid stuff in this match. It, it's a good match. I really wish there was more uh, selling or uh, or offense to the arm. Maybe it's just like the, the amount of time these boys both got. But uh, it's it's still really good, and Akira wins. With the fireball, both men on oh two points. Oh my god, Luke, you disrespected this match. This match is fucking incredible, incredible. I loved it. It's like two young guys that can jump really high and do all the high flying shit, and then like we got what, like eight minutes? Let's fucking do, it. <laughs> do a bunch <laughs> of it. It's great. I love this match. I thought it was great. I don't know, man. I thought that uh, Akira winning is obviously the right way to go here. Um, but uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Also, I, another person who enjoyed it was another person who was in the ring, which was Marty Sami. He was there. So next, look, oh, we yeah. have Taiji Ishimori, the greatest of all time, versus Teton. So Teton, you're gonna make me talk about a Teton match. Here we yeah, go. We, but we, <laughs> I'm gonna say good things because we get because Ishimori is there. But we get great fast juniors reversals to start. And Ishimori is, of course, trying to fuck your arm up. So he's like, Teton, El Armo, give me that shit. And he's going for it. And so Teton, he falls for the oldest trick in the book when Ishimori offers a handshake. And Teton's like, oh, okay. Fucking idiot. That's amazing. Do you watch the product, dumbass? Have you ever seen wrestling? So amazing Lucha Libre running the ropes wrestling, I have to say, for both of them. And Teton, he gets a little too fancy, though. And T- and Ishimori's like, okay, well, I'll just pick you up and launch Archie into the ring post because there's no guardrails, right? And it's made me laugh so hard that I typed ha, 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 ha. So I just want everybody to know that. Ishimori, while that's going on, so, like, he, he throws him in the ring post. Dude's fucking convalescing on the outside. By the way, no other podcast uses the synonym for selling as convalescing. I just want to let you know. But he's doing that. And here here comes uh, Ishimori taking the turnbuckle pad off. And uh, he goes after Teton's mask just to be a dick for no reason. It's kind of more like to get in his head, you know, pun intended. And it's fuck your arm slash neck from Ishimori. And he goes on for quite a bit. There's a tornado DDT from uh, Teton. That's his big move, and you know, kind of his uh, his dragon screw. And uh, he gets a big dive, and Teton's back on top here. And I'm not happy. He tries the handspring, handspring, you know, like oh no, Ishimori hits the handspring, like kicky thing that he does. Handspring into the ropes, boom, hit the kicky thing, and, and it's a big double down. And so then we get the exposed turnbuckle uh, playing here uh, a role. So Ishimori throws Teton into that as he deserves to run right into it. He falls off the shoulder breaker. And this is kind of like part of his 
like formula that we're going to see throughout the tournament is that he likes to throw dudes into the fucking turnbuckle and then break their shoulder and then put the boner lock on him, right? It's like, it's fucking easy. That's all you got to do. So we get this crazy lucha pin, though, and power moves from Teton uh, for a few near falls. It's They're not that close, though, because it's Teton. And double stomp attempt, but Ishimori dodges, spinning boner lock, and he fucking makes Teton tap out like the puto that he is. Hell yeah. Uh, this is awesome stuff. And Ishimori continues to be the anti-junior because like, I know other wrestlers will be going for the arms in this tournament, but he's not really a go-for-the-leg guy, leg-offensive guy at all. So he sticks out in the land of the juniors where it's the fuck your legs. He's just like, no, no, no. you got to use your arms too, don't you? I hate them more than legs. So, <clears throat> yeah, definitely really cool stuff. Ishimori is like also the anti-Wato. Ishimori is just like, right, ring post, turnbuckle, shoulder breaker, boner lock. And Wato can't even put together a TTD and an RPP for the WIN. So, uh, <clears throat> he's like, yeah. that's, that's amazing, by the way, that commentary you just put together. But he's like kind of like heel Bret Hart. He just got, <laughs> like, I got right. these moves that work. So fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to keep using him. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So here we go. We've got El Desperado versus Bushy. And I know you like this match more than more than me. Look, sometimes I remember what it was like when Desperado was the junior champion. I remember him having some really awesome junior matches with really awesome juniors. And then I saw him have some matches with really awesome juniors that should have been really awesome, but didn't really hit the hit the spot for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like this is one of those for me. It's not a bad match. Oh. I was entertained and I liked it. But for some reason, both these guys wrestling each other right now in this ring was – not my favorite thing, especially when it ends like I'm all right, it's a second night. Hey guys, we get it. Everyone needs their own roll-up finisher. But you know what's more exciting than roll-up finishers? Hitting your freaking finisher. Yeah. And it's a tournament. Like you're not gonna lose Bushi's not gonna lose anything in his career by taking his fucking fiftieth pinche loco. Come on. Come on, man. But- Luke, listen, let's put this match over for Desperado selling it. Do it. Where, you know, he, he's selling his leg because Kanemaru beat previous him up. Nights. So yeah. not only does him selling his leg put Bushi over because Bushi's smart and starts attacking the leg, but it also puts Kanemaru over and he's not in the match. So yep. That's fantastic stuff. It crazy. really is good. That's the best of psychology. It's fucking awesome. I love this match a lot. You're putting dumbass. it. You're I will expect and uh, you putting it into that perspective where all right, he's still fucked from the last night and his legs are still sore, so he just gets rid of the roll up. From that kind of way of looking at it, all right, that makes a lot more sense in my brain. Listen, Luke, not only does it put Kanemar over, but let's go one step further. It puts just five guys over, Luke. <laughs> I mean, what else do you want? All right, so, all right. Desperado's like, they're my boys. I'm going to fucking put them over and sell that lag. He knows what's up. I love it. It makes me so happy. So 
Um, before the sex match, uh, TJP is on commentary. And, and actually, I think you're going to handle the next match. But before we get to that, TJP, he discusses strong style as a wrestling style. And it's pretty funny because he's trying to do commentary. And he's like, do pretty good. But he's like, it's about like closing doors because you like, you like shut doors that you don't want your opponents to go through and you make them go through this like other door. He's meaning like, you know, kind of different holds and stuff like that to make them like maybe stick their arm out and then you get this other hold on and I get it, but it's arguable that his uh, theory could work for any wrestling style. But uh, (laughs) I, I feel like that you should cover the next match because I have to take the bullet that is Watto versus yo, which is after this next match. So here we are. I uh, I asked Andy if he'd take this match before we started any kind of recording. I asked him to take this match yesterday when we thought we were recording, and I asked him to take this match today because fuck those two. Anyway, I've got this match instead, and I do appreciate you big time, super mega amazing lots because it is Hiromi Takahashi versus Doki. In fact, Doki in red is wrestling for me. Oh, look at him in red. Looking trolling LIJ, fun. too. Trolling yeah. LIJ, too. Hey, they've been doing a lot of trolling of the Just Five guys. So a little bit of revenge there is, is kind of funny. Hiromi's book for uh, Doki says uh, the Amazon of wrestling moves. So either he has lots of wrestling moves because they've got a lot of products or he always delivers because he's awesome. But or he owns at- everything and he's a fucking prick. Yeah, that's one of those. <laughs> yeah, one of those. All right. I love this match. It is not the best match they've ever had together because one of their matches was like almost 30 minutes and this is 12 minutes long. So, of course, it's not going to be quite as good. However, I love it because Doki's just as crazy as Hiromu is. So, you know, both these guys are going to hit sick-ass moves on each other and bump like maniacs. So, yeah, this is my shit. Doki takes out Hiromu, by the way, before the ring announcer can even finish saying what kind of match it is. <laughs> he knows what's up. And uh, he's uh, he's not only trolling LAJ in the red, he's trolling LAJ with the uh, the next stuff too, because he's going for DDTs to the floor, all this kind of stuff. And I, w- I want Doki to win so bad, but Hiromu's like kind of like super Hiromu right now, so it's even more impossible for Doki, but he may might be able to do it because he beat Kushida. So I'm stupidly invested in this match because I love Doki and I want to see him lose. <clears throat> see him win, sorry, not lose. And it's always, always breaks my heart seeing him lose, even though he just lost to like the winningest best in the world. So <sighs> they do make me believe. But uh, time bomb. Only a time bomb one, though. I wish if I had another. Look, the next match is 18 minutes. We got 18 minutes of that and 12 of this. Like, what? Get. Uh, chip. Come on, man. Because w- if they had that extra five minutes, Doki would have kicked out a time bomb one. Doki would have mounted some kind of an offense. Then dynamite the plunger. And then a, ty- and a throw into the corner and then a time bomb two or something like that. But what we do get. Fast-paced, awesome, loved it. Uh, but yes, uh, Hiromu gets the pin after the first time bomb on Doki. Yeah, kind of upsetting finish, but the match is awesome. And Doki gets that like headstand DDT to the floor thing on Hiromu, and he's like, yeah, 
<laughs> and also, TJP on commentary calls Hiromu a nugget, but I don't think he means stank nugget. No, he doesn't. So I'm a little confused about what he means. Gold nugget, maybe? Or nugget of poo or something. I don't know what he means. But uh, Chicken it, nugget? It was, like, oh, what's going on? Those are good. So just yeah. saying. But uh, anyway, so Luke, we have to wrap this fucking show up for the love of God before we, so we can get on to night three. We have Master Huato in the main event versus Yo. And it's like, man, bad choice for the main event, like from our point of view. So Kevin Kelly is like, fuck Wato. He's a piece of shit. I pissed on this grave. Oh, he's not dead? I'm going to kill him. So TJP is like, well, he's actually pretty good, and here's why. So this is actually really good commentary here because it's like point-counterpoint as it should be. But Kevin... He's been looking at Luke's fantasy dream book and he reads the page where Yo quits wrestling. <laughs> so I just want to mention that. That was pretty funny. So they talk about sports ball and how, like, you know, the Lakers are a piece of shit organization that should be burned to the ground and fuck LeBron James. And uh, how, like, you know, TJ Pay wants them to win and stuff. And Kevin Kelly wishes him luck because they're so bored with this main event. That's what's going on. That's exactly what those guys said. So Watto is having fun, though, and that's all that matters. And Watto, he almost gets the Vendaval on, but he runs away. He runs away to the other side of the room. And Kevin Kelly is like, he because he, he wants to explain why there's no one in the seats. And he's like, well, it's a partial setup. Partial sellout. All right, that's a new one. So that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know what that. That was really funny. So they wrestle for a while. This match isn't bad. It just seems more like a like late in the tourney when both guys are already eliminated style match versus yeah. the main event of Junior's after you motherfuckers had a uh, you know free show. So just saying. Wado, he gets some near falls, and there's a pretty great-looking missile dropkick from Yo. At least so dragon screw on Wado. He's getting beat up. Superplex from Yo. He's still getting beat up. And Wado comes right back, though, with an Ansiguri, Louisville Slugger, and a mate with <laughs> Louisville Slugger had a major proximity issue. So uh, and TJP calls it as Wado can't get enough under the German suplex, which is uh, Luke's favorite movie does. He just cannot oh, yeah. get enough no. underneath it, right? So maybe it's Yo won't go up. But then Yo, he gets a bunch of moves in for a double down. We get the Bouye spot, Dragon Screw, but Wado sits down on Yo and almost gets the win. I was hoping he got the win there. Only time I would have liked that finish ever. Uh, reverse <laughs> Rana from Yo. He hits a Rainmaker? Why are you hitting a Rainmaker, Yo? But he does that. Direct drive, he wins. That was a match that we watched. It was a match that we watched, and to be perfectly blunt, I have more to say about both these men on night three. This was a match I watched. My worst nightmare. I didn't take many notes. I'm happy that Andy did this for me. I, he, he, I don't think he realizes how much I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so, so, especially since like he's going to start night three. So. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so night three takes place at the Nagoya Congress Center, Luke. It's a multi-purpose convention center in the city of Nagoya. But here's yeah. the problem, Luke. This is fine and everything, but when you go to Nagoya, that's Aichi Prefector. So why aren't we at Dolphin Stadium? 
Yeah, where, where are the Dolphins at? Listen, I asked I you if they were playing. I researched this, and I was shocked to find out they're in the middle of a, a, a two-game lo- losing streak, which is just fucking mm. despicable, and I can't believe what I'm seeing. And that that I didn't have any information on if they played that day. But I feel like you're right, that, that New Japan got kicked out because the Nagoya Diamond Dolphins needed the stadium for their – you know, arena, um, basketball, B-League. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. You got there in the So here's what we got to do. We got to talk about this crowd. Luke, you have, you like didn't have the volume turned up or something because you didn't catch how amazing this crowd was. But here's what we got. We got, for some reason, this crowd was like, we don't do masks because most of the Japanese crowd wears masks. And I don't care whether you wear a mask or not. I prefer you do if you feel like you need to. But this crowd didn't feel like they need, needed to. And so we can see their faces. And it really made a huge difference. I really got to say, there was in particular one fan of the front row that I thought at first was Kevin Knight Mark. But no, she's a baby face Mark. <laughs> she lost her fucking mind for every oh, yeah. baby face. And it was amazing. It's so, it's just a different experience when you can see the faces of the people and, and, you know, not everyone is Ray Mysterio can emote behind a mask. So anyway, that was awesome. And we also have Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton on the call. So the, the show opens up with Kevin Knight versus Kanemaru and Kevin Knight's like, fuck, watch out my legs. So we have this interesting thing where Chris Charlton speculates that Kanemaru might do what he can to go after Kevin Knight's legs. So we'll see what happens. A huge arm drag off the ropes from Kevin Knight and a plancha. On the floor, Kenamaro gets some fuck your leg in. You knew it was coming. And more in the ring. We get a big comeback, though, from Kevin Knight after going and hitting a crossbody. And then he does all his high-flying offense. And, um, man, there's like that huge pendulum DDT that he can hit. It's kind of like, I don't know what to call it except like a pendulum DDT. He like goes up like he's going to headlock a guy in the air. And then he comes flying down. The dude does a headstand. And that's kind of like the deal. It's really great. It's short match, but again, it's decisive and I'm not mad. So Kevin Knight gets the win. Huge mark in the front row. Gets a high five from Kevin Knight. And that's that lady I was talking about. And she loses her mind. And I'm like, man, I wish I was that lady. (laughs) Just I <laughs> I really like this match. Uh, it's short, fun, action-packed with a surprise finish. Katamara's looking like a billion dollars getting those two wins really early in the middle of the ring with the figure fours against Despi and Dan Maloney. No, no, no. Kevin Knight's got this super kick and like this DDT and Kevin Knight wins. So, yeah, he looks awesome. Like he got – he's – he got destroyed the first two nights. He's still fucking hurt and injured. And then, boom, he just manages to kind of get this win over Katamaru. And it wasn't a roll-up either. It was a bit more yeah. emphatic, which is what it should be, especially for his first win and all the frigging beatdowns he's had so far. So, yes, super damn cool. And we follow up with that cool finish with one of the most fun matches I've seen this whole tournament. Yeah. I shit you not. Love is- Ryusuke Taguchi versus Show. So 
Toguchi and Show are in the ring, and Show grabs a mic and he's like, "Hey, he goes, even with me, you're going to be serious, really?" Toguchi's like, "Yeah, yeah, all right. If you're going to be serious, I'll I'll be serious too." The crowd goes fucking nuts with that. I think, uh, like, for me, I didn't have the volume up. Maybe I didn't have it up that loud that night. Charity was in the room too, and I don't know. You guys, Kevin and you, have headphones on watching this as well. I don't on the TV. So at some points I was like, oh, the crowd's loud. And other points I was like, well, Kevin's like, I'm, Kevin Kelly's like, well, the crowd's going nuts. And I'm like, oh, really? They were bonkers. They weren't just bonkers. They were like an American indie smart mark crowd. They, they, when the heel came up and, and got in their face, they laughed. <laughs> you know, it was tremendous. I, I was, uh, I was blown away by this crowd. I don't think I've ever seen a Japanese crowd anything like this crowd ever. They're crazy, so, and I love them. So you know, they both, uh, they decide we're gonna be serious. Like show even hands over the spanner. It's like, whoa! And he's wearing a New Japan Pro Wrestling T-shirt. All right. And, and, and then. What do we get for the next uh, few minutes? We get old Taguchi versus old show. Yeah. And it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Dude, they're just bouncing off the ropes and colliding into each other with some like never style lariats and things like that. And then uh, Taguchi starts taking over. He's a bit more of the strong man in this situation. You're right. He's, he's playing that role of heavy a little bit. And uh, he starts hitting these ankle locks on. And this is where you're not sure if he did it on purpose, but he probably did <laughs> But the ankle locks are fucking show up. He's done. He's got to do something. So he throws his kind of body, which throws, sends like uh, Taguchi off course at the end into, into the ref at Kenta Sato. And the lights go out. Evil comes out. He's standing in the ring waiting for show and Taguchi to stand up. He's got his, his arm folded. His hips. Yeah, so his hands bad. are on his hips and stuff. He's, he's shaking his head. He's fucking looking at show going, What are you doing? It's like you are you're a cheat to win. And he's like, No, I'm 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 doing this legit. And Evil just looks at him, he's like, Alright. So then he looks at show, <laughs> turns his head, looks at Taguchi. Then does the fight motion. All right, fight. <laughs> so both men start fighting again, and then Evil's just like, whoa, 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 hold your roll. Gucci, come over here. Gucci, Gucci, come over here. I gotta pat you down for weapons and stuff. And Taguchi submits to it. I know he looks dumb and he has the torture and trust him, but who cares? This is so fucking funny. He pats Taguchi down, and as he's patting Taguchi down, eh, low blow. And then the ref, and then Evil goes, grabs the ref, spatter, shock arrow. Show gets his first two points of the tournament. And, might I add, Evil called this down the middle, baby. Right down the middle. <laughs> right down the middle. And Kevin Kelly, his call on this was, this sucks. That was his call. I love this. I thought this was so much fun. <laughs> House of Torture are a fucking blast in this tournament. If you don't think so, I don't tell you, but maybe fuck I need you. more spots of ref, of ref Evil just pretending to be a ref, even coming out with a striped shirt one night. Just a yeah. It's he comes awesome. out, and you're not sure if he's mad at Joe for not cheating, 
where he's mad at both of them for not like following all the rules because they were like right in the middle of like maybe not following the rules and so he's like yeah i mean the ref bump you don't know if that's on purpose or not from Taguchi, right so he, he it almost like seemed like evil was like how dare you attack the ref you know so i really enjoyed that that match was awesome but it's not as awesome as the next match loop because the next match it's like one of these like quintessential just like awesome best of super juniors matches that happens right in the middle of a tournament somewhere right in the middle of one of these shows and you don't think about it much but when you think back on ego man that's fucking tremendous and here it is it's bushy versus clark connors i fucking love this oh my god so <laughs> here's what we got we got like a couple elements that make this match what it is one of them is the crowd interaction with clark connor so at the beginning he comes out and these crowd like i said this crowd does not have masks on so it, there's it's just a lot more expressive and so they're looking at him they're talking shit he's talking shit right back it's tremendous and we get two different reactions to him which are great we get the smart mark like like just laughs in his face reaction, which is tremendous because it's like a middle-aged, like Japanese woman laughing in Clark Connors' face. So that's just an amazing visual. But also we get this like maybe 13-year-old, we don't know, like just really young person who just looks him in the face and just stares him down. <laughs> it's tremendous. So that had me on a high already as i'm watching this match just him walking to the ring i was like okay this is fucking amazing right so that was awesome and here we go connor's he tackles bushy rattled the gate and then he steals bushy's sh shit by stealing his shirt he rips his shirt off and chokes bushy with his own shirt that is the most heel shit you can do in <laughs> attacking Tanahashi's legs that is some heel shit so that was really funny Bushi starts to come back though with a great like there's like a pounce right in this match where this is like maybe the worst part of the match where they're hitting the ropes and shit and Clark Connors hits a pounce and Bushi just doesn't really like bump for it he kind of just does a regular bump where he should have like jumped across the ring like a fucking maniac but he doesn't do that so fair enough he hates young lions and Clark Connors once was one. So here That's we are, right. you know, and, uh, you know, but Bushi, he has a desperation drop kick to Connors. Uh, and then Connors gets a knee. It looks fucking awesome. It looks like real. It's really great. Connors sells to the floor. It's awesome. We get a uh, dive from Bushi and Connors feeds into it. So the fans don't get murdered. Watch that again and see how like Clark Connors is protecting the fans. My God. Awesomeness. I loved it. Uh, so back in the ring, there's a DDT uh, for a Bushi two count, and it looks amazing. I fucking love New Japan. There's, this is like, again, <laughs> as I said, like the quintessential, like best of Super Juniors gem, where it's like just awesome, right in the middle of nothing. Here we get this awesome, tremendous match out of nowhere. Connors wins with his new finish, and immediately he pins him one, two, three, looks right over at those fans from the very beginning and starts staring at him. And it's like, Yes! That's how you tell a story. Wow. Oh, I like that. One fan's like laughing their ass off. I love being at a wrestling show. This is amazing. And the other fan's just like, I'll see you in the car park, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. So, like, what my one note I've got in this, oh, I've got a few, but one of my notes is like, all right. So, I'm like, Clark, you're getting into trouble, man. He's like, 
she's going to get out of that. He's the vet. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so I was like, if this match had a, this is another one of those times where like, you, you know, for a fact of like this match had an extra like two or three minutes, so six to six minutes, six minute match. This match had a little more time. Bushi definitely would have been like, man, get fuck you with that smoky thing and just like Inzagurium or some some shit like that. But six minutes in and out, boom, man, it, mate, no, mate, oh, oh, this is, is really what, six minutes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. This is what, what Bushi versus Dan Maloney should have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because by the end of this wow. match, not only do I feel like Bushi's awesome, I also feel like Clark Connors. He's pretty fucking awesome. And all right, granted, I'm already a Clark Connors fan, so th- there is that to help. That helps. But, you know, oh, I don't know. Sometimes it's the match. Man, that match just fucking worked. I don't know. I like yeah. it. All right. Now, all right, listen, so. Luke, I guess I need to take the next match because I kind of want you to do the one after it. Is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You hooked me up okay. with the... Uh, you hooked me up with the Yo Wato stuff, so how can I say no? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it. so the next match, listen, and, and we have Kenta Sato appearing for this next match, and I realize that him and Sakamoto, the guy from the first couple matches, they both have haircuts. So I'm, I'm on fucking ref haircut watch at this point, and I'm realizing <laughs> that also Oscar Loom has a haircut, so I'm thinking everybody got haircuts. Maybe they will. We'll see if I remember to follow up on that later but anyway the next match is doki versus ishimori and man this does not go the way i want it to to go but this match is fucking amazing so it's tremendous so they run the ropes it's my favorite thing ever when guys run the ropes that's it that's all you need to do like if i booked matches it would just be guys run the ropes they'd all just pass out you know Andy needs rope running and I need suplexes. So do rope running suplex matches. They're (laughs) fucking sorted, mate. It's amazing. So Doki, he tries. Which is essentially what a never style match is. Sorry, lots of rope running. Rope running and like (laughs) suplexes. You're right. And like lariats and stuff, which is kind of the same thing. So here we are. Rope running lariats. But uh, Doki, he tries that headstand DDT that he's had success with, you know, LIJ guys. But no, Ishimori's like, I know what that is. He just grabs him and lawn darts him into the fucking ring post, of course. And Game plan, Kevin, baby. <laughs> Kevin Kelly is like, let me get the shovel out. He starts fucking throwing dirt on Doki's grave in the match. He's like, the match is over. Once he starts doing that shit to you with the shoulders and that and the ring post, you're fucking done. And it's like, whoa, take it easy. But it is fuck your arm, you know, which is, you know, we're changing up a little bit for fuck your leg. But Chris Charlton, says that Doki fails because he uses his finisher. <laughs> and I'm confused. There's some weird commentary about how they're trying to, I don't know, you had a positive spin on it, which I'm sure you can elaborate on. But, like, what I'm getting is that because he tries to use his finisher too much to get to that, he's bad at, he's going to lose matches. I mean, if his finisher didn't work, then that would make sense. But his finisher does work. I don't understand. Talk to Okada about that. So, Luke, do you have an explanation? 24 hours after the last time we spoke about this, here's what I like about it. Doki has a story. So I've had a bit of, like, I'm not sure I like. I feel feel like having a bit of time to think about it. I'm kind of on your boat, like, 
like I love him having a story, and if this leads somewhere, I'm for it. Like I'll I'll look back and I'll be like, yep, fine, all good. Like it led somewhere. But if they're trying to fucking Bartowise Doki, I'm you. I'm I'm gonna start turning on the commentary team on the Tweety as well. It's like sucking yeah. like. All right, it's all my fuckers. Let's go. I'm sorry, G- <laughs> I'm sorry, Gino. I, 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 like, well, I love. Well, Gino's good. Like, he's not gonna say shit about Doki, but well, bad shit. But <clears throat> hey, man, I like to go after go after Wado all you want. You start going yeah. after Doki, I have a problem here. So, and all of our 300 followers will be real mad. So. <laughs> yeah, the problem is they've turned Doki into fucking. Uh, junior Yoshihashi, except like Doki's ten times better in the ring, or well, a hundred times. And I like Yoshihashi. That's true. But I feel like Doki's trying everything he can do to wrestle out of that kind of mindset. It's worked for us. It's working not only working for the fans, I'm noticing on the on the Tweety more and more that it's that other fans of are noticing and paying attention yeah. to Doki. He ain't no joke. No one's no one. I, like there might be a little bit of it, like going, "Oh, we love this Doki guy," but a lot of it online and all that is just like, "Man, we love this motherfucker. Please do something with him. Please, we're well, we're all imploring them." I, I know they are. are. It takes forever. You yeah. know, here we are. He's in one of the best factions that they have. So, yeah, that's you know, true. I mean, I would argue the best faction in, in wrestling, but here we are. Yeah. So, also Doki, true. we have this match that's going on, Doki versus Ishimori, of course, that we're talking about. But Doki, he sets up a huge dive with a headbutt, and we get the Doki yeah, after the dive, which makes me happy. <laughs> and the dive looked fucking awesome, where, like, Ishimori just was splat on the floor, and it was, like, it was great, man. This is really good. They both did a good job. So we get that, like, swinging, weird, like, Northern Light suplex, and a commentary says, oh, that's taken, that's too fancy or some shit. And I'm just like, shut up. But uh, into the ring post again, and Ishimori cuts Doki off with more fuck your arm. Doki reverses the spinning boner lock into a Doki chokey for a rope break. Holy shit, it's awesome. Uh, Doki tries daybreak. And listen, this is like some of the breast wrestling you can see, right? So Doki, he tries daybreak. It's like this crazy series of reversals that end in Doki hitting a crazy like airplane spin front slam thingy. <laughs> I don't know what happened right there, but it's some of the coolest shit I've ever Fuck seen. Was that? So I don't know what any of that was, but wow. That's like <laughs> it's... some Great Khan shit right there. Yes, like what? Who did you pull that from? I mean, wow, really new, <laughs> maybe old ROH shit. I don't know. It's amazing. So that's great. So there's a two count right there, and then right into a long Doki Choki for a rope break for Ishimori. Daybreak, finally, and Doki pumps his fist like, yeah, yeah, like that. And then he tries to pin, but uh, it's a really, really close two count. Maybe he shouldn't have celebrated. Just saying, Doki. So he calls first finish, but Ishimori grabs his arm. Kevin mentions this amazing crowd, and they are fucking maniacs, and I love it. And we get these, like, stiff lariats from both guys. Oh and Doki God. destroys Ishimori with one. And this leads to an absolutely incredible series of ground counters that they do. This is like, what is happening? I mean, it's amazing how smooth 
all this stuff looks. It's incredible. So it's almost as good as that earlier spot I was talking about that was transcendent. This is transcendent wrestling. So Ishimori, he wins the battle on the mat, of course, with the boner lock for the win. But goddamn, that finish made me forget that Doki lost. It was so good. So that match was incredible. I love it. I think that, that, that this is another example of a Doki loss that I'm just like, yep. I'm allow this. The other one was yeah. uh, what the the catch twenty two match. If you remember that, the title tag title yeah. match. If you gotta make him lose, make him lose like this, where I'm just like, all right, Ishimori, you rule, but fucking son of a bitch, I love me some Doki, dude. All three of Doki's matches have been against three of New Japan Pro Wrestling's upper echelon guys. They've been three completely different matches, and they've all been fucking amazing. Smooth, yeah. crisp, exciting, awesome fun. And you know Doki's going to lose, probably, but when he gets close, you believe it because there might be that one and a <laughs> blue moon chance that, oh, my God, he's going to beat Kushida. What the fuck? So now that he's beaten Kushida <laughs> in the first round, that makes you feel like, oh, oh this, no. this guy could beat anyone potentially, you know? Now, yeah. Maybe he's not, but the, look at the two people he's lost against. Taiji Ishimori, previous champion, and Hiromu, the champion. Yeah, but here's my problem with that, though. Remember that time they did that to Yujiro in the G1? He beat fucking Abushi in the first round. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that happened, Luke. I can't believe that happened. Wow. Well, I can't very, wait to see. I can't wait to see so their rematch at this year's G1 because, like, Abushi <laughs> signed a lifetime contract, right? Is he still alive? That's lifetime, wow. right? Wow! Wow! I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> but yes, uh, Doki. Oh, he rules. Yeah, he does. The fans have seen it. We've 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 been seeing it. Like, come on, man. Come on, we're ready. We're ready for this. Yeah. I mean, we're ready for that, or we're ready for fucking Takataichi Mania 67 and a half. I mean, come on. One or the other. Let's do it. But, Luke, Uh, you know what else is awesome? This next match. Bobby Eagles versus Francesco Akira. Yeah. Which pretty much has a – I was going to say similar finish to the previous match. It's different, but it gives me the same feeling of, I want the other guy to win, but holy shit, I'm allow this. This is uh, amazing. There's an awesome pin test of strength sequence. This, and I love that. You know, you've got the you, Robbie Eagles has got uh, Akira's hands holding them down. Akira lifts one shoulder up. Oh, no, back down. Lift the other one sport. up, back down. World of Brit- sport. World of sport. World of sport. That's right. Then you, uh, <laughs> then he bridges out, gets out of it, and uh, hits a drop kick and a plancher. Awesome leg lariat by Kira, and Eagles comes back with kicking the absolute shit out of Akira. Holy shit. Like, Akira even goes for this, <laughs> goes for, like, a, a rolling pin, and Eagles is just like, uh, hell no, I'm going to, oh, shit, Aussie actor, uh, Chris Hemsworth, your ass, <laughs> like, really early, and Akira counters, like, he, got, he gets, like, uh, there's, like, Robbie Eagles is going for his double knees. He hits the first one, then he kind of avoids another one with a drop kick. Oh my god! And then 
he hits Robbie Eagles with a running knee on one side of his head, bounces off the ropes, boom to the other side of the head for two. And I'm just like, okay, that's fucking awesome. There's a turbo backpack out of nowhere. And it just it just illustrates to me the difference between a a wrestler and an awesome wrestler. A wrestler um, I hate to use this example because I do like him, I promise, is Yoshihashi. Watch him do the karma. He has to be in the exact same position <laughs> every time. Not only that, if the other wrestler isn't in the position he's used to, he moves them to that position, <laughs> then goes for karma. That's why he doesn't hit fucking karma. <laughs> so telegraphed. Whereas Akira goes for, for a move and... Oh, Robbie Eagles catches him. And then Robbie Eagles is like, oh, you're in turbo back, big backpack position, son. Boom. There you go. A good wrestler can, it knows how to, a great wrestler knows how to put their moves on from different positions. This might even be well, called professional. <laughs> what, but what, yes, what we're seeing here is what one of my good friends and tremendous wrestler Aaron Williams mentions he he would call that like he calls this thing like he the best wrestling is your wrestling so your shit with somebody else's shit creates this like new shit right so you got like well, he wouldn't say shit but he would say stuff but uh, anyway so it's a plus b equals c and so that's what we got in this match is we got like basically we get to see especially in particular just the point one spot out that like turbo backpack where he kind of caught him. To then hit, and he's like, wait a second, he's in that position. I can hit my move, boom, you know, and you see the whole thought process and everything going on. It's so like, good. what the fuck? This is amazing. So I don't know. I, I just, man, I know he's your close personal friend. I'm trying to kiss <laughs> his ass, but man, Rob Heels is crushing it in this tournament. And I just, I thought they absolutely tore it down in this match. I really, really love this. Yeah. So Turbo Backpack, he finally gets the uh, knees to the corner, Robbie Eagles, goes for his 450 leg splash. No, Akira moves out of the way. So whilst uh, Robbie Eagles is kneeling, getting back up to his feet like, oh, fuck, I missed that move. Fireball, boom. One, two, three. Francesco Akira pins Robbie Eagles. I was like, well, I want Robbie to win the whole thing. So obviously, I want to see him win more than he loses. But I see the finish of this match. I'm like, yeah, I'm allowed this. This is fucking incredible. Like, Akira's just one step ahead of him because he's just a little faster. You know, that's kind of why he won, right? I don't know. I really enjoyed this a lot. I think the internet was, like, losing their mind over this match. So I'm sure that it will get all of the, like, you know, stars from the melters, but I mean, it's very, very good and and it's well deserved. So it's not gets a sixty nine stars from me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so many stars. So anyway, Luke, we have to move on because the next match is Teton versus Kushida. Man, so Teton, so far, we have seen that he may have dropped the Canadian like botched lariat thing in the corner. So is that going to continue? We'll see. I don't think he hits it in this match. So he finally dropped that, which is smart. So Teton, he's like getting in the ring and here, you know, he gets in first then Kushida gets in. And he's like, Oh, wait a second. I'm supposed to like be wanting that title. So like, Kushida's already taking the bell off, 
you know, <laughs> Teton's like, oh, wait, wait, I have to look at that. And he runs over and looks at it. She's like, okay, bro. And so uh, we get this weird thing where, like, Kevin Kelly's talking about this whole thing where, like, Kushida's, he's been texting somebody. It's like maybe one of his past partners. It's Alex Shelley. And, like, the, everything's going to be fine. Like, because uh, he texted Alex Shelley or something. It's very weird. So that's a thing. And um, we get, like, all kinds of escapes and reversals to start. Great running the rope stuff. And Kushida, um, he runs away and, and <laughs> ev- everyone wants to run away apparently in this, this uh, tournament. So as Teton, he chases him around the building and it's kind of like heel shit from Kushida. Cause he does the thing where he's like, Oh, well, I'm just going to get in the ring. And all of a sudden, as soon as Teton gets in, he just fucking like, he starts kicking. <laughs> you know, it's like, what is going on with, with Kushida here? So that was weird. And cause she was like, Hey, I noticed you have an arm there. I'd like to have that. And so he starts ripping <laughs> Titan's arm off so it's great he hits this like aerial weird like flying nothing though right into a cobra twist it's really weird because he kind of like lands in the cobra twist but in order to do that like Teton had to be in that position which is kind of I don't know <laughs> it looks real weird in like kind of cool way but uh, so <laughs> so that was the thing that happened and it's fuck your arm so Teton he tries a handspring into the ropes and Kushida just kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the spot of the tournament right there. I fucking love that shit. That made me laugh so hard. And so that was great. Um, <laughs> anyway, T-Tac comes back after I just, I don't want to get to the end of this. So after he, it's this matrix snake dodge, this, you know, where there's a snake in his boot and the matrix is happening. It's like, it's really weird. Um, <laughs> Anyway, and he hits a drop kick and a flying plancha, tornado DDT, which is a signature move, and a tope called a hero. And then springboard double stop. Teton pins Kushida. So Kushida, he, I mean, he can't even beat fucking Teton, Luke. What is happening? I have a feeling he's going to start a winning streak here, though, and just go on a tear. But, uh, yes, you man. know, it, otherwise, it's just crazy. Otherwise, why bother? Come on, man. Yeah, you were saying you 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 were saying that like he's just lost his first three matches. All right, it looks like Kushida's at his lowest. All right, n- now wins. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, let. Hey, he's he's lost the one match I really really cared about him losing, which was the Doki match. Now he now he can just go on to it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's that's the play here. We'll see what happens, but I mean. What the fuck, Teton? Is beat Kushida? So is Teton on the same level as Doki? No. 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 Dude. It's right for the next match, by the way. Oh, yeah, he is. It is Yo versus Dan Maloney. <laughs> you want me to do it? I'll do it. Nah, oh. man. Nah, okay. I, got, I got some stuff to get out about Yo okay. in this match. You mentioned the remake of the previous night. Here's where I fucking fully noticed it. Mr. fucking Denim Poncho, motherfucker versus Dan Maloney. <laughs> By the way, did he even watch the previous match? What are you running away for? We just did that. Yeah, get, get your ass back in the ring. Like, there's, there's some somehow Dan ends up taking out a young lion and Yo dives on him and stuff. And then Yo starts pissing me off. All right, he does the machine gun chops. I'm like, I don't like that. You can do that when, Kish, when Kojima's in the ring and you're taking turns doing them. That's... 
What are you doing? You <laughs> then he then he does the other part of the Kojima thing where he grabs him by the head and throws him down and he does the I'm coming for you, bastard! And I'm just like, fuck you, I'm mad. Then he does a Yoshi Garoshi, and I'm like, what are you what? So you look bland as fuck, your personality sucks, and now you're copying moves from people that are more interesting than you are. What the fuck are you doing? I I'm less like Dan. Can you shut this guy down, please? He's pissing me off big time. God, drill a killer, Dan on four, you on two. I'm like, thank you, Dan Mulaney. I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing, man? Dude, you could be anyone or anything. It doesn't mean I'm going to be an amalgamation of all of the wrestlers. Dude, yeah, that's a your very, in-ring very was good. already awesome. That's not what you need to fix. Do not copy their moves. Unless they, like... Do what Rhino did and hand the gore to drill a killer man. What are you doing? <laughs> this oh. Raul fucking loves Yo too. And he They're doesn't stupid. have to do any of this dumbass shit to get over. No. Over. All he has to do he is doesn't. do his moves. So he yes. comes out, he does the shit, and it, it comes off really bad, in my opinion. But at the same time, the crowd really liked it. For some reason, they were doing, they were playing along and everything. They're like, okay, we'll disrespect Mr. Brad with you, I guess. That's what we're going to do now. But, I mean, it was nice to see Dan Maloney chop the shit out of him. And he sure did do oh, yeah. that. So that was nice, you know. But uh, I don't know. That's you know, There was one part that was really funny, too, where on the outside, Dan Maloney had Yo dead to rights. And fucking, he just, like, throws Nakashima, you know, broken arm young lion in the way. And he takes a chop from Dan Maloney like it's Jesus on the cross. <laughs> I just, I just prayed to drop to my knees right at the moment, but uh, I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, this match was a match that we watched, but next loop, we had a match that was really good. It was speedball Mike Bailey versus TJP. Whew. Do you like Matt wrestling? Luke? Yes. Um, do you like fuck your leg? Yeah. Yeah, really. Well, that's what we got here. So Matt wrestling, it starts and then it's, it ends with some, this taunting kick from speedball Mike Bailey, where basically like he goes for a big, like, you know, one of his like speed kicks that are, you know, with the kicky and, uh, and TJP covers up and he's like, Oh, gotcha. And he waits till he peeks out and then he just kind of touches him with his foot. Fuck you. <laughs> and if, you know, if you don't like feet, then Hey, that's fucking extra. Fuck you. So just saying <laughs> TJP, he's like, Oh, I see you have a leg there that you just touched me with. But, uh, here's the problem is that Mike Bailey has this tremendous balance. So TJP kicks, catches the kick. I'm going to fuck your leg up. But no, Mike Bailey just keeps hopping around the ring. And he just keeps hopping around the ring. And he can't quite, you know, TJP can't get the angle on him. So they just kind of, you know, hang around for that for a while. It's really great. But TJP, um, you know, he he, he kind of gets him in the corner, right? And he tries a Canadian slingshot. Oh, no, Bailey tries that. And Chumpy is like, no. And breaks that up. Chumpy is out of control in this match. He's lost his mind. And it's really funny. So TJP takes over and he gets his like boot scrapes. And Chumpy is not having it. He is so mad about the boot scrapes. And I'm like, why do you care? He must have had a really bad day on the bus that day. Like driving the bus. No one went with him to the local temple or wherever he wanted to go visit. No one went with him. Yo made him stop 50 fucking times. (laughs) It was just him and Yo. 
Oh, that's a rough day. I understand, Chumpy. I'm sorry, buddy. So they go back and forth with a series of creative dodging spots, which is really great. Oh it ends in a slightly off-target but amazing top rope acai moonsault from uh, Mike Bailey. So he can't. He doesn't just do the kicks. He's doing the flippy, and it's great. And so, uh, you know, best super juniors, that's what we're doing. So it's fucking awesome. Uh, he does the ultimate weapon. Hanari's fucking pissed. But TJP dodges it and applies the honey stretch or Hanoi stretch. That's what it's called after stomping on Bailey's <laughs> foot. So he goes back to the foot because he was watching that match. He knows what's up. So there's a rope break and they trade kicks. And TJP does a... Uh, man like this like crazy style dodge where he's so proud of himself though but he eats one himself i'm assuming kicks is what we're talking about here oh it's just the part where like he dodged this kind of awesome looking spin kick thing thinking he's so smart only to realize that mike bailey had only to realize at the last minute that mike bailey had restarted the the spin kick thing yes and he comes like flying out of nowhere yes best Um, camera work since that that uh shining wizard that's just amazing so i really enjoyed that but uh yes uh that happens and that that was actually at the end there where you know we had this miss splash and then he sells to the corner oh, right. where boom he runs right in the tornado kick and it's crazy ass like side load michinoku driver looking thing and bailey wins <laughs> they tell us what's called like 50 times but i was not listening because i was really paying attention to this match because how great it was uh, by the way driver there you go. He did hit the, the Tornado DDT in this match, and it looked fucking awesome. Yeah. A couple other moves I missed. I apologize, but great match. Oh, uh, by the way. Oh, wait, wait. One, one more important yeah. like note about this match. Okay, so we got two Gaijins. One guy's from, like, California. One guy's from uh, Canada. This match is Japanese as fuck. Yeah, Good it job. is. Absolutely. Uh, I love this match. TJP's not had a bad match this tour, and Mike Bailey is just, man, he's just, it's just insanity. This is <laughs> the rules, one, right? This is the one where he does, where he's, I see him do the, like the standing moonsault knee thing from the side. This time he, he's like, he's, he's like near, he's facing away from TJP's head. Then flips back knees to chest. What the fuck? Not just good balance. This guy's got good spatial awareness and shit too, man. Like it's just insane. <sighs> All right, look, I got a little bit of stuff off my chest in Yo versus Dan Maloney. I got, I think we both got a bit to talk about with this match. It is El Desperado versus Master Wato. Look. This match is fine. It starts fine. Despy's got in the upper hand. Looks like he's going to mess Wato up. Oh, his knee gives way. So Wato drop kicks him and attacks him on the outside. And then here's the story. But he goes for his knee, right? No. It's right there. No. What? Ignores it the whole match. Oh. In fact they mention like, oh, he's such a face that he's not even going to go for the legs. And I'm just like, that's fucking stupid. Even Tanahashi would go for that leg. Bad. I've seen it. And who's the biggest face in New Japan Pro Wrestling? It's Tanahashi, right? (laughs) I've seen him do that. I've seen him hit people in the nuts too. 
I still think he's a face as fuck. Even when he does heel shit, because he's just so handsome and adorable. It's just it He just... tried to kill Kenta. More than once. Yeah. He tried to murder him multiple times. Yeah, I love Tanahoshi. <laughs> he's the biggest face. But no, Wato ignores it for the rest of the match and looks like a complete dumb idiot. Like, come on, man. And, and it doesn't help that whilst he looks stupid, the commentary also, who's also in Let's Bury Wato mode, also realizes that Wato looks fucking stupid. And now he looks even dumber because everyone sees that he looks dumb and we all think he's dumb rather than, Wow, what a face. He's not going for the thing. No, we've seen New Japan for years, man. You're dumb. Get out of here. Uh, and it's – despite that, it still manages to be an entertaining match that I liked to watch. It's almost like if you hadn't seen any Best of the Super Juniors of this year and you're living in 2030 and you're like, oh, I want to check out some of the matches from uh, the Best of Super Juniors 30. Oh, what's this Despiwato? Oh, yes, the bad. But then yeah. you realize, like, why is Despy dropping his knee? Oh, it's the oh, previous match. Yeah, commentary is fucking burying Watto. So and, and here's another thing battery. that's very Watto-centric, too. I feel like he wrestles his match, no matter what. Yeah. And you can't – and I feel like some of the wrestlers know that I can't really tell this guy because there's this – Super, there's this junior tag title match. It's the Bullet Club Cuties versus the Ass Masters. I don't know if it was for the title or number one. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. And Taguchi, Al Fantasmo, and Ishimori aren't in, they do big moves, sure, but they aren't in, like, big match mode. They're in, let's have some fun. Let's go out there and have some fun, put on an entertaining, fun, silly kind of title match. You know, something different. Then Wato tags in and he starts stiffing everybody like he's Koto Ibushi. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so my, my theory is El Desperado had a couple boys out the back. And he's like, watch this shit. Early on in the match, I'm going to cave in and just give him give him my legs. That's like, I'm just going to buckle, give him my legs. And he'll still wrestle the match that he wants to wrestle anyway. Yeah, something it's like a that. fucking rib or something. Well, yeah. I just, it, it. you watch this, you have to realize that you know, Wado's getting booked like an idiot. It's not his fault, like the person. I, I just really feel like this is intentional. It can't not be. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make and any sense. Look, I know we've we're back onto shitting on the guy, but I'm starting to feel bad. And yeah. I'm I'm starting to go from hey, this is funny to I'm starting to feel bad. Fucking do something with this guy. It's ridiculous. Like, you, you make him look like a total joke. This is almost, it's not quite there, but it's almost like how WWE would book a guy they think they would just want to rib mercilessly. You yes, know? it's true. But it's the New Japan version. And I do want to point out, Luke, that he did try to follow the formula here. He went for the TTD. He went for the RPP, which leads to the 123, but he didn't hit the RPP. So that's the problem. Yeah. He needs to get that part figured out, which he will by the end of the tournament, I promise. So. Throw that move into the garbage. Yeah. High angle German finisher. I, well, I don't even care if anyone buries you or Andy makes fun of you for life. You start hitting that and you're finished. <laughs> I will be your poster boy for life, Mr. Wato. Nice. Plus, you, you know, I'm yeah. nice about Wato. But anyway, 
All right, Luke, main event of night three that we're talking about here on the best Super Juniors 30. It's Leo Rush versus Hiromu Takahashi. Leo Rush, is, he's got beef because he fucking lost just recently. And the crowd is like, yeah, we were loud before, but now Hiromu's coming out and we they fucking lose their mind. However, many, many folks in that crowd love Leo Rush. So they're kind of, there's, I think there's some crossover, just saying. So uh, I won't call anybody out, lady in the front row, but she can't shoot everybody. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a, uh, you know, and, and Hiromu says that Leo Rush is the dangerous Komodo dragon, which, uh, okay, all right, buddy. But uh, that's in the strategy guide. So Leo Rush, he talks some shit and they face off and they chase each other around the ring. And it's like, oh, wait a second. I kind of like this because this is like, you know, the modern version of the Patty Duke spot where, you know, Dick the Doink the Clown will come out and he'd kind of, you know, there'd be another Doink the Clown and they're fucking doing the mirror spot. It's Patty Duke. You know, the TV show, of course. It's very famous. And uh, anyway, they do, <laughs> so, but they do the modern version of that where they chase each other into the ropes. No, I'm going to go this rope. No, I'm going to that rope. But wait, you're going to this rope? No, I was going to that rope. Like that whole thing. It's fucking great. Wow. That, I, you know, I don't know that there's too many guys that could quite do that you know, the way those guys do it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, so now Hiromu, he chases him around. They both run around the ropes, uh, and it's amazing. I love it. Uh, and then Leo gets a kick. Hiromu gets his drop kick, and they kind of like trade kicks a little bit uh, in long form. But Hiromu, he tries a DVD into the announcer's table right into Milano. He's like, hey, fuck you, Milano, and goes for a DVD into the announcer's table, which is ridiculous. And so Leo Rush, he stops it, and he hits a fucking sweet suplex on the floor that looks nice. Uh, He begs a fan for their chair, and the fan's like, what? He's like, I need your chair. And he's like, I'm sorry. I can't understand you. Could you repeat yourself? And he's like, okay, I'm going to bow really low and point right at the fucking chair. And the guy's like, this? (laughs) He's like, yes that and he's like oh okay and then he gives him his chair and i was really worried that it was going to be one of those chairs that was connected to all the other chairs that was just going to blow up in his face but it didn't leo russ grabs the chair for the fan sets it down he puts Romo sitting in the chair he also apologizes to red shoes and says listen i'm not going to hit him with it i promise and red shoes is like i don't fucking know so here he goes around the world big american indie wrestling spot he fucking hits the uh, round the world. But guess what? Harimu stands up at the last second, hits the belly to belly. And Leo Rush goes bouncing off the chair. The chair disintegrates into pieces. And Red Shoes is down there, and he is not happy. He's holding the pieces. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm not happy about it. So Harimu, he rolls Leo Rush into the ring. And we get one of my favorite Red Shoes spots ever, where he's like, no. Hiromu's pinning him, and he's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna count that pin. And Hiromu's like, Why, man? He's like, I saw what happened. What do you mean, why? <laughs> saw that chair spot, dude. Get out of here. I like that consistency oh. about red shoes. Every time he's just like, That's bullshit. And oh. fans don't want that. I'm not counting it. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my God, it's great. So Hiromu, he gets his running drop kicks in as he is wont to do. It's great. He also uses leg scissors on Leah Rush for rope break, which is kind of a weird spot in this match because it kind of like just slows it down right in the middle. But I guess it's to build it they back both up. Need a so, <laughs> I guess so. So uh, Leah Rush comes back and he kind of uh, we, we get like all kinds of strike exchange, a low pay, 
from Aaliyah Rush, and then another, and then one more. And this is where Bolton Oleg gets absolutely destroyed again <laughs> by Hiromu. And he sells it like, for real, I'm KO'd, so I hope he's okay. But, uh, man, he gets blasted. It's kind of funny. And, uh, you know, the uh, commentators notice it, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's tremendous. So we get a double countout spot, but it's avoided, and they both go into the Bouye spot. And this is where we get more strikes exchanged. Um, and then Leah Rushi launches Hiromo with this, like, airplane spin, like, F5-looking thing. This is incredible. <laughs> I don't know what that was. My God, it reminded me a lot of the Great Ocon move that he did not that long ago. That was amazing. So yeah, uh, on Naito, I think, or Tanahashi, one or the other. So I, I just at this point, I'm like, man, I wish Leo Rush would sell, but I'm like, oh, this is best Super Juniors. I'm we're not talking flash- that. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm having flashbacks of SEMA last year, and I'm just like, ah, I don't know. So here we are, rush hour attempt, but Hiromu catches him and hits a count of the corner DVD, right? So he's been trying to hit that the whole match. On the apron, though, Leo flips off Hiromu because he's like, fuck you, dude. But Hiromu hits it with a super kick, and he does the, like, I'm still standing, but I'm doing the limbo, like, a sell. And it's great. It's awesome. So then <laughs> – I love that. So then Hiromu's like, okay, cool, DVD on the apron. And now <laughs> – now Leo Rush is selling, I do want to point out. But uh, awesome dynamite plunger. Uh, but that's for two. Hiremu tries the big lariat, but eats a great super kit from Leo, just kind of like as rhyming poetry from the super kick that he had just taken. Tremendous. Uh, Hiremu uh, tries the belly to belly in the corner, but Rush jumps over him and just like leaps up to the second rope, which is wild. He hits a fucking like frog splash Vader bomb thing off the second rope. Then he hits the frog splash, but knees up at, from Hiromu, and they start hitting, like, these roaring elbows where they're doing, like, double spins and shits. Ridiculous timing's amazing. Lariat from Hiromu, and he wants another, but Spanish fly from Leo Rush. There's a lot of moves in this match. Stunner from Leo Rush. Hiromu bumps forward, which is weird, but then there's this, like, USA indie spot where Hiromu, you know, Leo Rush is up on the second uh second rope he tries flying nothing and Hiromu catches him in a cutter and I'm like what is that doing in Japan but here we are and that happens and then there's a reverse Rana and a rush hour from Leo Rush final hour to Hiromu I don't know what any of those things mean but it's to his back which is really scary it's great it gets a two count but then we get the New Japan main event camera shot where they're both like sitting there panning for breath and we can see both their faces and they're kind of you know, in line with each other. It's amazing. I love it so much. And uh, headbutts on the top rope. Leo Rush hits final hour, and he gets a clean win over Hiromu. Luke, tell me all about it. This is this is kind of bittersweet for me, this, this match, because this match has the finish their title match should have had. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> uh, but... Uh, I loved it. These guys are two for two now. I've seen both of them wrestle in like what the span of a month, maybe a little more, a little less. I don't, can't remember. And both of their matches have just been absolutely fucking nuts. Speed, high impact moves, and different. Like these guys didn't set about having the, the exact same match either. This match is different. Like 
Oh, I mean, sure, they didn't do the chair running thing in the first thing, but what they do in the ring is kind of different as well and also feeds in off that first match. So, man, they fed off each other really well. They're built on their previous match. It's awesome. This is a really cool, another, like, Hiromu needs any more really cool rivalries. God damn it. <laughs> but it looks like he's got another one because I'm happy to see these two gentlemen beat the shit out of each other anytime they want to because uh, this was awesome. Uh, and it has the finish I wanted a while back, which is Leo Rush getting getting the win. So bittersweet for him too, I guess, because he's pinned the champ. I can, I know I can beat the champ now. I know I can beat him, but I'm not the champ. So there's <laughs> there's that, that part of the story in there as well. So now he's vindicated knowing that he can beat Hiromu. He knows. He knows he can. Wow, now can he do it for the title eventually if he wins the uh, best of Super Juniors? So, fucking hell, man. Awesome night. Like, when you when we reviewed night two, it didn't seem as bad when we talked about it, but you can tell just by watching it, especially when it's sandwiched in between nights one and three, that it wasn't quite – it wasn't as good. We said it. And uh, we stand by it. But some, some of the wrestlers, like, just crushed it. At night three, amazing – like they, this, this tournament's been so amazing that I was totally okay after a few hours of thinking to myself, you idiot, of uh, doing this whole thing all over again. And besides, I get to talk to you some more, so uh, it's never a bad thing anyway. So there it is. Hey, man, take two is always better than take one, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, three amazing nights. Uh, I don't know if you still want to go through some of the stuff we might see just on tonight's little no, show. But we, this nope. is, uh, yo. Let's keep it nights one, like, two, three. Bit. Yeah, we're like at three hours or something. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. We'll go shorter the second time. <laughs> and then I'm, we're up to night two and I'm like, no, we're not. That's bullshit. But no, having said that. Go long every time. That's what we do. Yeah. We just like talking to each other. So, yeah, it's going to happen, everyone. Sorry. No, fuck you. I'm not sorry. Sorry, kiss my ass. Yeah, we had to do this twice. So shut up. And you're probably used to us talking and waffling on for hours anyway. But uh, unless Mr. Guy has anything that he'd wish to add, Ingato, oh, we trust. <laughs> 